It's Rosie Bot hosting the Ham Radio Show's Big Name Special. Exclusively on demand the Ham and the Unfiltered Radio Network. Tonight we are going to listen from some of the most unfiltered personalities that have been both been causing reposts, tweets from the world of both radio and television. Let's kick it off. The one, the only, Anthony Cumia. Anthony, look, comic genius. Larry, I watch. I watch and personally I don't care. But I cry. I cry because my husband is 90 fucking years old. <laughs> Bit of a volatile personality. <laughs> mother. Your mother's a slut. And I banged her. Your father's a homosexual and didn't satisfy her. So I took mine and shoved it. I shoved it. It's the Ham Radio Show. Is this the mystery caller? Hey, it's Anthony Cumia. How you doing? Holy fuck! <laughs> Anthony's awake. <laughs> Anthony's fucking awake. Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Hold on, wait a minute. I'm having yes. a moment, Anth. Hold on. Wow. All right. I have woken up, yes. Holy crap. By the way, Anthony Cumia from the Anthony Cumia Show, which is available at yeah. anthonycumia.com. Shameless book. Uh, by the way, first off, let me, uh, get, I'm going to pull your pants down and kiss your ass for a minute, Anthony. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Anthony Cumia, by the way, one half of Opie and Anthony, of course, the legendary duo of Opie and Anthony. Um... Dude, you're one of the reasons why I got in radio, so you're the blame why I have the show. You're the, you're, oh. you're the reason. <laughs> you are definitely one of the reasons why I do this, because you, I think, brought something else to the table that I think is missing from all these other fucking radio shows that are out there, which was that realism that you... Yeah, yeah. yeah that you don't, you don't fucking... You're not there to sugarcoat it. You're not doing a bit. You're not doing a... Like a character. That's you. Yeah, everyone's scared shitless these days, man. I don't want to uh, be honest with anything because, uh, quite frankly, it's it's dangerous to do that now. People, uh, you know, they're losing their their reputations, their jobs, uh, just for being honest. And uh, you know, you could do that. You could tiptoe around things and be miserable and uh, feel like you're not, uh, you know, not doing your job, not uh, being honest with yourself. Or you could go out there and you know. Balls out and uh, hope for the best. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, I got tripped up a little bit there, but uh, <laughs> we're doing, we're doing good. <laughs> Just a little. Why? What happened? I didn't hear anything. It's not like it made the news. Uh, yeah, what was that? Yeah, what was it? What was that little happened? scuttlebutt we heard about? Um. So wait, let's go into that for a second. Are you? I mean, how did that feel to go through that shit? I mean, you. Everyone's heard the story. We all know. You you were assaulted in the uh, middle of Times Square uh, by a big yeah. by a big burly black chick in a little black dress uh, while you were taking <laughs> pictures. Um, you're in the middle. You're, you're you were doing nothing. You were minding your own business, taking pictures. That part yeah. I was in total agreement yeah. with. That's what happened. Uh, she calls you yeah. a white motherfucker and then starts punching you in the head because she thought you were taking pictures of her, obviously, or something, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, because that's what yeah, you're doing. you know. Delusions of grandeur there. Uh, <laughs> she thought, yeah, she thought I was there specifically, you know, just to take pictures of her, uh, her fat ass, but, uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so then now, then, then Anthony, uh, he gets assaulted. And then, like, I think any other human in the world, now I said this even on the show, 
uh, when, yeah. when everything happened, because obviously you were a topic of conversation, because I said I revere you. I think that you are uh, phenomenal. And when when you got fired, I was like, holy shit. But um, yeah. when um, it happened, we talked about it, that you went then, and like every other human that would be in the world, you got pissed off, and then you went to Twitter, which I think it was a bad idea, Anth, in hindsight, I guess. Um, sure. <laughs> hindsight being twenty twenty, I think it was a bad idea, but... Uh, yeah, you were, I think that you went on, and, on, and I'm not fucking rehashing all the tweets and everything that you did, but, yeah, yeah. but, I, and what I said was, yet, yet again, it's like another, the, the hindsight being 2020 thing, I still think if, if you went to the cops and just said, yeah, I was assaulted, so at least there was some documentation, I don't think Sirius yeah. could have fired you, that's the thing, I don't think they could have fired you, but that's why I said, what I said on the show was, that I don't think, I think that Sirius, even though I, I would never want to see you get fired, I think because they're a corporation, like their hands were tied, right? Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying about that, but I think even uh, without the police documentation, you know, I've been there 10 years, at least give me the benefit of the doubt that I'm telling the fucking truth. Oh, yeah. Uh, about what happened. And then, and then when you look at, um, you look at Sirius, they're supposed to be, what, on censored? <laughs> but I hear, but I hear, uh, you know, the whole, uh, hey, it's not like regular radio. Look at it. You can talk about anything. You can say anything. I've said worse on the air than I ever said on Twitter. Um, oh, absolutely. And they're still replaying some of my stuff, uh, on, uh, Opie and Ginny's show. So, you know, what, what, there's, there's a huge hypocrisy there with, uh, with Sirius XM, that's for sure. Well, I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask you that question. Why? I, I understand it was part of, I think, uh, for, to make, to let the contract thing with Opie, so that he would stay, yeah. that they make now, they're doing some form of a, like, best of thing for the Opie and, uh, Opie radio channel, uh, that they're yeah. doing, and, and will, your voice will be heard on Sirius XM, and they're not gonna edit out anything that you did. Which would be kind of weird because mm -hmm. it'd be like Opie talking to nobody and then Jimmy cracking up at the joke that wasn't told. <laughs> Uh, but they're not gonna, like, it, it's like a weird thing, but like, they're gonna play the exact shit that supposedly you got fired for. Mm hmm. Which yeah, means, how, do, how does that make sense? It makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, if it was that bad and, you know, knee jerk, get rid of me without anybody even complaining, um, you know, what, then I should be wiped from the, uh, wiped from history over there, but, uh, no, they'll keep playing my shit and, uh, yeah, don't make I don't sense. know. It, it 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 made no sense actually. Even the reason that they uh, they threw me out of there, but you know they have their uh, their agenda yeah. over there. So throw it. <laughs> it's all right. You've moved on to bigger, better things. The Anthony Kumi yeah. show is fucking taking over the world. I mean, a lot of people it, are definitely it, checking it out. It's definitely uh, it's definitely cool. It's um, you know talk about freedom to uh, talk about whatever I want now and uh, no restrictions. Uh, anyone that listens uh, and watches the show actually can, can call in and discuss any subject with just blunt, plain language, no worrying about uh, walking on eggshells or tiptoeing around uh, subject matter or anything. I mean, that's the best part of it, knowing that, you know, this is really uncensored and uh, completely honest.
Uh, I do have a lot of radio stuff from your, uh, your history in radio. Uh, mm-hmm. just the stuff I, I see. We didn't know if you were calling or not, so I don't have like shit in front of me. I didn't like actually do a prep. <laughs> uh, but I, because, you know, first off, I do love you. So let me, let me just get to the point here. Um, so I, I do know some the background and stuff. Uh, but I do have questions. It were at one point after the sex for Sam thing and all that yeah. other crap and you guys were off the air. And you guys were trying to get out of your uh, CBS contracts. What yeah. was there? Was there ever a time that you were supposed to end up a Q one hundred four? Uh, yeah, yeah. Q one hundred four wanted us to uh, do mornings. Wow! And play yeah, the and yeah. Uh, that was the biggest. That was the reason that uh, Infinity it was Infinity of Viacom at the time. Whatever the fuck they were, <laughs> that was why they kept us under contract. Uh, they knew we would have went over there, and you know the. Cash cow, of course, is uh, Howard Stern. Yeah, uh, was Howard at the, at the time, and they they knew, you know, we we probably weren't going to go over there and beat Howard, but we would have taken some numbers away and uh, probably taken away uh, quite a bit of revenue uh, because of you know advertisers would have been like, well, you know, he's not number one anymore because we would have siphoned off some of the audience. So they were just like, hey, it makes financial sense to get sit him out and pay him. Wow. Well, that's what they did. <laughs> no, because I get, cause I used to work at Q104 and that was all like legend and rumors. No one, like, no one, like, I was like a member of the underling on the morning show. So I'm looking, so I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there, like, I'm hearing things, but it's never like told, like, hey, Eddie, this is what's fucking going on and Obi and Anthony are coming. Yeah. Nothing like that. So you don't, yeah. you just, you're just, you're guessing. I'm guessing maybe they're. Ha- I don't know what the fuck's going on. The rumor mill. Yeah, the rumor mill's running rampant, and I'm like, all right, yeah. whatever. And then to hear it now from Anthony Cumia, yeah, by the sure, way, yeah. of the Anthony Cumia show, go to anthonycumia.com, um, is uh, you know telling you that's exactly what the fuck was going to happen. That's that's pretty goddamn yep. big. That's pretty huge. Now, also, you yeah. do, I, you have a you have a you started in Long Island. Uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong. You were. A guy that fixed air conditioning ducts. An HVAC man. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And you and you and brother Joe were uh the founding members of Rock Gut. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who made a, the song parody, obviously everyone if if you know your history in radio, you know how the hell Anthony got to the spot. But I gotta ask another question that yet again is history and folklore and bullshit. And while I have you here, I'll ask this question. Um uh do you know uh Bob Buckman? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like from our BAB days. Yeah. Now, w, in, the, in the WBAB days, where he used to be my boss over at uh, uh, Q, at uh, WASQ, yeah, yeah. the question I have to ask is, did he put you two together, or did you actually, you and, and uh, Opie actually just come together by yourselves? Uh, yeah, that was just, he, he had nothing to do with putting us together. Okay. He, um you know, he was at the station. He he allowed, I guess, me to come on Opie's show on a regular basis. But uh, no, that was all Opie just getting me on board like that. And um, and then, as a matter of fact, Bob had me doing his morning show, much to Opie's chagrin at the time, uh, <laughs> for a couple of months before we actually went to um, to Boston. Uh, Buckman used to just say, "Yeah, come on, you know, come on the morning show with me." And I was so fucking eager to get out of what I was doing uh, that I was just like, yeah, okay, I'll be in, you know. So I did that, and Opie's like, you know, hey, good. 
I didn't know how radio worked, you know. I was like, oh, wow, you just, you just go on everyone's show, right? Yeah. We're all just one big yeah. family. Yeah. yeah. Everyone shows up and does everyone else's show, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. They, um... <laughs> Uh, I'm because it's legendary. They should. That's what I'm saying. The shit that you've gone through in your career, going from an air a guy doing ceiling ducts, uh, doing air conditioning, to being being the guy. You were like one half of the guy. Now you're the guy because you're by yourself. But being the guy uh, that you got, you guys were the guys that took Howard Stern toe to toe. Yeah, and you proved that there's not just one game in town. That there could be other games in town. And that you guys proved, uh, along with Jimmy, because I love Norton, fucking Norton Kurtzman. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, it was weird. It was one of those, uh, you know, one of those uh, uh, stories that just never really happens. Uh, you know, I think such a roundabout way to get into a business that, you know, I love. I think it's amazing. Always wanted to do it. Was a big fan of radio, but just never had the, uh, you know, resources or... Um, or patience to really go through it the the way everybody is supposed to, you know, schooling or whatever the fuck. <laughs> right. Uh, so you know, to get you went to school way, for this shit. Yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As, as I burn my CSB diploma, what? Well, I'll be on the air in sixty days. <laughs> yeah. Poor <laughs> shit. You'll make That's it. You'll true. be a big. You'll be like that Anthony Cumia guy. Yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah. Right on the air. Bruh, see, give me on. Now give me your money. Bruh. Uh, it'll be Anthony and you. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the Eddie and Anthony show. Uh, um, uh, when did radio start to suck for you? Because obviously oh, you've been in man. the business for so long. Mm-hmm. When, when did it start to go, wow, this is fucking amazingly fun to, holy fuck, I want to just go drink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess uh, it was right toward the end of the NEW days and I, I think it was because uh, when when huge corporations just started eating up radio stations uh, and, and you, you really had to watch out because you know, you are also uh, owned by, you know, Blockbuster Video and <laughs> this and Comedy Central and, and, and you know, we have to protect the properties and it's not just the radio station anymore. Like, I could give a shit what happened to Blockbuster Video because of what I'm blurting out over the air. Yeah. Uh, and that's when it really started to, uh, as you say, suck. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, because, like, that about you, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have, you have the, the world of radio where you get into this business because you think it's fucking cool. And you get into this yeah. business because you want to make, you know, like, I, I, I was the same thing. I've been through a lot of the, the shit mill, as they say. Um, and I, and I, I've been fired and not as many times as you have, but I've been fired. You're up there. I'm up there. I'm catching up to him. I'll get to that Anthony guy. We've been fired and rehired more times yeah. than the. Well, Anthony. Fired, rehired everywhere they go because they knew that Obi and Anthony were a legit. And now look, I'm a, I'm a, the same way I think Anthony deep down inside, even though he has a, I don't know if he has a hatred for Howard. I don't think he does. I think he just has, he has a loathing nah. for Howard. Uh, but I think that he, um, because it seemed to me like if you ever, if you watch, by the way, behind the scenes shit, you see that everybody interacts on both shows. Absolutely. Except for mm-hmm. Howard. <laughs> like, Opie would talk to Artie and Artie would talk to Anthony and they would, and, and then Jackie, yeah. and Jackie is now hanging out with Anthony on the Anthony Cumia show. Mm-hmm. And then, um, 
Robin would see Opie in the gym or something like this whole thing. And it was like a whole world that when you're because it seems like it was two polar opposites when you were. If you're an Obi and Anthony fan, you couldn't be a Howard Stern fan. Okay. It was like the Jets yeah. and the fucking Sharks. It was <laughs> What's that about? Yeah, it was like West Side <laughs> Story was, on it, crack. Yeah. It was very strange, man, because, like, I, uh, when I, when I was in construction and uh, working for a living out on Long Island, I would listen to Howard every morning. You know, yeah. I, I was a huge fan. And uh, it, that those were, like, the golden years of Stern when Billy West was on and Jackie and shit like that. It was yeah. just, uh, it was consistently hilarious. Um, just shit, radio you never, never heard before and then uh when, when i finally got into radio i realized like oh god this guy kind of you know he's going behind the scenes and having bosses tell us to shut up and you know instead of just getting out on the air uh, like he did and destroy people which we would have taken we loved it you know we loved the uh, the fight but uh he just wasn't into doing that toe-to-toe brawl with us like he did with bella and uh you know some of the other people in the industry. Uh, so well, why, why, and why it was do you kind of disheartening? Yeah, why, why I never you... hated him. I, I still don't. You know, I think uh, I absolutely. You know, you're not going to find many people that got bigger in radio. That's for sure. Uh, so you know, yeah, uh, I have no hard feelings or anything like that. But he was an asshole a few times to us. <laughs> <laughs> just a few, just a smidge. Yeah. Uh, no, well, that, well, that's my 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 question is like. What um what like has has anything transpired? Like do you have you ever talked to him after or during? Have you seen him in the halls when you were at Sirius? I mean I know he had the private is, elevator. Uh, and yeah. He has he has the mystery elevator and the limo and <laughs> God bless uh, you, him. you rarely see him in the building yeah. uh Sirius XM. And uh I never saw him in the building and I was there for years and years and years. Uh, I did see him and, and traded some small talk at uh, the Borgata once. There was some event going on. They were all there. Uh, yeah, you were at I a poker there. tournament or something, right? And we were at a poker table Yeah. Uh, next to each other, like uh, poker tables. Uh, I wasn't at his poker table. But, uh, yeah, we traded some pleasantries, but that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you go big, fuck yourself, memorable. sir. No, you fuck yourself, sir. Oh, I hope you get colon cancer, sir. Oh, fuck you, sir. Uh, the, I, I, I'm just laughing because I, I like. It, it seems like to me that it was such a giant fucking different worlds. Like, but yet they were doing the same work. For Christ's sake, if you know your your radio history, Anthony was on Howard's show twice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a giant thing that yeah. people like kind of gloss over and don't fucking recall. Then Anthony Cumia, right here from a- the Anthony Cumia show, he was uh, making fun of Jackie, I believe. Uh, yep, yep. And doing the Jackie voice on fucking Howard's show, and Howard would fucking say and rave about him and say, "This kid's fucking amazing." And blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was yeah, that was pretty huge for me at the time. I was before I was doing radio. Uh, still, you know, working for a living and, uh, unbelievable, uh, to be in there and, you know, because I was such a big fan, uh, to be in there to me was just like, this is fucking great. Uh, yeah. And that, that was pretty much why I wanted to get into radio. You know, it just looked like such a good time and <laughs> everyone's having fun and laughing. Like, this is great. How the hell do you get to do this, uh, 
as a job. The most amazing magic trick ever. And get paid besides. Yeah. <laughs> it's an illusion. Right. Yeah. Have fun. No, no, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, all right. So what's going on on the Anthony Cumia show? What you got coming up? Uh, it's been just an amazing, uh, fun. Uh, excursion outside of the realm of regular radio and uh, even Sirius XM. Uh, we've had people on that, you know, they could just talk about whatever they want. I, I had Jackie, uh, Jackie Martling and Stuttering John on the same show, and we just discussed radio. And, uh, you know, those guys obviously were, were around during the, the heyday of the Stern show. So yeah. being able to uh, talk about stuff like that was great. And I think... Um, we're getting some girl in heel though. You ever hear of a heel though? A it's heel this though. Thing. It straps onto a girl's heel. It's a dildo. Okay. It straps onto her heel, and as uh, they're giving you a head, she can stick it up her and uh, kind of bounce up and down on her heel. And we're going to have a complete demonstration. Oh. Uh, on on the show, <laughs> video, HD video, audio, and. Uh, you All know, right. it's magic like that that I look forward to on a daily basis. It gets me out of bed it's and the, it's, uh, down into the basement. So it's that lightning in a bottle. It's another the vuvuzela. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had yeah. um, we, we had a girl stick a vuvuzela in her pussy for uh, the World Cup. Got fired for that. Fantastic. And then in between things like that, uh, you know, today I'm sure we'll be discussing the um, American Sniper movie and. Uh, oh, yeah. The fact uh, Michael Morris still a fat asshole. Uh, and, uh, we just talked about uh, that. Yeah, prick. What? So, what do you think, Andy? Because you're a gun-toting, uh, uh, you know, American man. What? Uh, what is? <laughs> what's your? What's your stand? And you had uh, Chris on the show, right? Before, I mean, when he told the Ventures, you had him on. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, what exactly? What yeah. exactly happened there? Well, I, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, I saw the movie last night, <laughs> and uh, it's okay. I mean, it's obviously not a documentary. Uh, this isn't, you know, uh, everything in it isn't factual. Um, didn't happen that way. They drama it up for, uh, yeah. you know, Hollywood, whatever. Um, but Michael Moore, uh, is he's just an asshole. Uh, <laughs> I, I have no, no respect for that guy Absolutely. whatsoever. Uh and and he's one story, but when you look at like Seth Rogen, who was just kind of making a joke, uh, people got to calm down a little bit because <laughs> it, it, it works both ways. Like we always, uh, I always, you know, pound on liberals for a lot of times being um, unreasonable when it comes to uh, humor and, and context and things. Uh, they don't think that uh, certain things should ever be joked about. And I think anything could be funny in the proper context. Uh, so when you see something like that and Seth Rogen turns around and says that the movie, uh, American Sniper reminded him of that propaganda movie that was playing in, uh, Inglorious Bastards, the Sniper movie. Uh, I got the joke. I, I understand it. When I saw the movie last night, I could see in certain contexts that, that kind of applies. I don't think he meant it like, hey, it's a propaganda movie like the Nazis made. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, people gotta really step back sometimes. And look at the context of something and not fucking jump off and, and instantly start uh, calling someone an asshole or demanding their job or we should never fucking support that person again just based on uh, an opinion, uh, you know, because that really curtails 
freedom of expression uh, when you have to worry about, you so, know, oh, should I say this? Or do I even want to deal with the bullshit that I'm going to catch uh, after I say it? Uh, you know, sh- shit like that. People preemptively censor themselves. So what you're uh, saying and, is, you know, we can't have that shit. So what you're saying is that something was put on Twitter and someone misconstrued <laughs> it and overreacted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a little experience yeah, with that, gee. for sure. Yeah, I hate like, when that happens. Oh, yeah, I hate when that happens. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Cocksucker. Yeah. Unbelievable. They caught me in exactly what happened. God damn it. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you see people, uh, you know, you see people on the left do that, and you see people on the right doing exactly the same thing, it's like, it gets a little disheartening. Yeah, yeah I, I, to, me, doing, to me, to me, the left and the right really need to come together. This is it's like the dumbest. Yeah. It's not like either party is right. <laughs> like it's not like no, we, you can turn and say, "Oh, well, those fucking lefty assholes are totally right." Oh no, those right wing fucks are totally right. No, <laughs> no, they're both fucking. <laughs> they're both <moron>. fucking assholes. <laughs> we get nothing but a shit sandwich, and <laughs> no one gets anything good out of this. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, while I have you here, I have to say I'm jealous of, uh, Brian from the Radio Freaks. Okay. Uh, he gets to actually come to the compound and, uh, go to all your parties. And he was at the party right after everything happened. And I'm like, fucking, I was so jealous. It was disgusting. When you were singing Ebony and Ivory, I was like, motherfucker. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun one. That was a, the 4th of July party. Right? Yeah, and I was like, like because rub, we're friends, and, and he rubs it in. He goes, yeah, just go down to the old compound. Ugh. Go hang out with uh, a, my radio bring friend. bring you to the next one. Because uh, <laughs> Andy, Andy has the greatest, from what I've seen, I haven't got to you know, be there, because our friend Laney, is uh, we work together. Andy gets the same people uh, that we yep. get. And Laney is uh, the guest wrangler extraordinaire when it comes to the tits and ass. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And, she, and she's another one. She's just going down to the old Gumia compound. <laughs> and I'm like, mother, <laughs> stop telling me this shit, you fuckers. Yes, it's, I'm uh, jealous, you dicks. Yeah, I, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun over here. Because Anthony's say. like a big kid with a shitload of money. He's fucking amazing. You understand? He has a giant pool area. He's got he's got a fucking velociraptor in his pool. This motherfucker. Uh, Playboy yeah. Mansion. Huh? Yeah, he's got a he's got well there's enough tits and ass usually walking around. Yeah, he does have the Playboy Mansion. I know yeah, ladies have lots of stuff. Going on. Yeah, and then he's got a, a, a movie theater. Uh, the, the, the Anthony Cumia dot com studios for the Ooh. Anthony Cumia show. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, and that yes. was, and I, you brought up a very interesting point back in the day. It's when you still worked at Sirius before the old fiasco happened. Uh, yeah. you, um, you used to get shit for doing live from the compound because you had such a, because you had the money to pull off a, a show that didn't sound and look like shit. Yeah. That I that, you, that that I think that Sirius got a little angry at Anthony because Anthony had green screen, beautiful mics. Joe, you would you would be amazed at what he has in the studio. Oh, you know me, I'm an equipment junkie. Exactly. He has an he lit and, and Anthony Anthony's like one of those guys mm-hmm. that like learns something and then takes it to a whole new level because he's got the money to do it. So he's like, sure. I want to build drones. <laughs> and his drone is now the size of the, the on the shield com- uh, you know, carrier. I mean, 747. Yeah, it's not like he does little <laughs> things. I want to watch a movie. He builds a whole theater in his fucking basement. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the kind of uh, uh, that's really perks. having not many responsibilities. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I I uh, took the uh, whole idea of having a wife and kids threw that out the window, and <laughs> I was I'd just rather, talking about you that. Know, yeah. have toys and uh, fun. <laughs> Andy, do you right, now? Because we, we were asking this Q and A of the day, we yeah. were asking, uh, do you think that marriage fucks up a good relationship? Hell yeah. Thank you. I honestly Thank you. Do. Yeah. Fucking Anthony Cumia. God, he's a real man showing some balls here. Well, he's probably divorced. <laughs> no, well, he, he, yes, he is. But but his first wife was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Danny? Um, cunt. Oh, right, yes, yeah, that cunt's the word. Yeah, it's cunt. I believe, I, I believe, I believe it's, I believe it's pronounced cunt, right? I'm not you sure. conniving cunt. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. She was a cunt. And and then I think that that spoiled and soured Anthony for marriage, and now he's living the life that if you put a black light over the mansion, it looks like a fucking Pollock painting because there's just cum everywhere. This guy is living the life. Those, yeah, it's it's one of these situations where you gotta just keep rotating people through, or else <laughs> you're just gonna get pissed off at uh, at them, and you know you'll sit on the end. Other opposite ends of the couch, fucking looking at your phone and wondering why the fuck am I even in the same room with this person? And that's what happens after you know you're in a relationship for a long time. Uh, you know, I like I like newness. <laughs> that's what I like. Why are you and, uh, still here? Are, Get out! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fuck. It's weird because Andy, it. like, just. When Anthony's fucking around, by the way, just to show you how much, like, legitimately, like, your life sucks and Anthony's is great. Okay. When you look at some of, just go Google or go on YouTube or whatever and look up some of the videos that, of Anthony that he just puts up. Like, periodical, just, eh, fuck, I feel like making a movie. Okay. And he'll put up one. He did one where he just strapped a camera to himself. Uh-huh. And he's walking around his own house. Yeah. Pouring a beer, going outside, and it's one of the most annoying videos ever because you're like, God damn. And he walks outside, and he's sitting there drinking his beer. He jumps in the pool. He has the camera still attached to him. And there's this, br- this broad that literally to everyone else is like a 13. Yeah. To Anthony, she's like a hard 7. 13 years old? You know, like, not 13 oh, years old. Sorry. If he had two of them, maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and she's in a bikini sitting there, and that's like, that's... That's that's like for after the video goes off, you know that this is gonna go get plowed by Anthony. <laughs> after after I finish my frosty beverage, I'm gonna beat the shit out of her pussy with my dick. Yeah, it's good to be young and single, I'll tell yeah. you. Fucking <laughs> Did we imagine how much we love you? Oh, I just yeah. wanna throw that out there again, oh, motherfucker. Yeah. Shit. Uh you can hear Anthony every goddamn day. Because you can have him on yeah. AnthonyCumia.com on the Anthony Cumia show. Uh, Anthony, by the way, yet again, I'm going to blow more smoke up your ass and say thank you for being on the program today, yes, sir. So much. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. Dude, no. First off, I made you Love laugh it. after the years upon billions of times you've made me laugh. So right there, goddammit, thank you at the end of the day. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, Anthony motherfucking Cumia. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank man. you, man. Thank you so lovely. much. Absolutely, man. Talk to you later. Take it easy, guys. Take it <laughs> easy, man. God damn, that was Anthony Cumia. Anthony Cumia, ladies and gentlemen, or whatever pronoun you take. From one who takes no shit when it comes to expressing his opinion to another. If you were Canadian, you know that Uncle Eddie has a Canadian counterpart that is so, him. 
Where? Oh, sexy. Well, where was, uh, by the way, one of my favorite uh, Canadian shows, and we were going to have him on. Uh, Nick, where did Ed the Sock fucking uh, air? <laughs> Ed the Sock? It was one of the greatest. He was one of the greatest. Um, fuck, it was, a, it was a sock puppet. They would smoke cigars, <laughs> and he had chicks on... He oh, had, that's great. He had dancers, oh, cool. like half naked dancers, and then he, and they would do uh, oh. they would do the interview with a with the guy <laughs> or girl, whoever would come on the show. They would have to get into a bathing suit and get into a hot tub Ooh. and get fucking interviewed on the show. Wow. Okay. <laughs> See, there you go, City TV, and then on CHCH, and yeah, hold on, find a video, send a, put the video on our Facebook because Billy can't do that today. So put that on our show, Ed the Sock. It's one of the greatest fucking so shows. So it was in Hamilton and uh, City TV. Is it that Toronto? I don't fucking know. Ask Nick. I did. Well, you have to say, That's hey, Nick. That's what I did. That is 100% yeah. real. Yes. It is. I'm telling you. Yeah. Ed the Sock was a fucking amazing yeah. show. I'm, I'm looking at these things here. Yes. Ed the Sock. And, 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 um, well, I've always said it's the man behind the sock. Yeah, it is <laughs> pretty much <laughs> the man inside the sock or whatever. But the um, but that's what I was saying, and that, and that show was irreverent, and that show it pretty much was the ham radio show, except with a sock puppet. <laughs> that's what it is. Wow, <laughs> it's this show with a sock puppet. Hey, yeah. I wish we had a puppet on this show. Okay, legitimately is me. He was a cigar smoking. <laughs> Heavy drinking, foul mouth, sock puppet. Fat I'm, sock puppet. Just, just replace sock puppet with fat fuck, and that's me and him. It's the same fucking guy. Tanya, it's Ed. I'm on the air. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, you know where I am? Where? I'm on the air. You know where I'm supposed to be? Where? Not on the air! I'm telling you that I'm just not going to take it anymore. I've had it. I'm telling you the disrespect. All right? About to shatter the space-time continuum. Here's Ed. The sock. Hello. Hey, Ed. Yeah, who's this? Hey, it's it's Uncle Eddie from America. How are you, motherfucker? Uh, Uncle Eddie from America. Well, that doesn't sound creepy at all. No, not in the least. Welcome Wait. to Ham Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Ed the sock. Okay. Canadian By the way, hero. Uh, just to inform you, uh, Uncle Eddie. Yes. Uh, I'm in America to North America. So you may, you know, sometimes want to clarify, there's, there's North America, there's South America, Latin America. It's not all just America where you live. It, it, to us, it's America, Ed. Oh, that's what I, I forgot. <laughs> that's all that exists. That's all that exists <laughs> to us, man. Uh, he's up in the great white north, Ed the Sock, Canadian superhero. Of course, uh, TV personality, cult classic, um, uh, the, the man, the myth, the wool. Uh, that is Ed the Sock. Uh, what, what the are, hell was that little stupid comment? I said you're the man, the myth, the wool. You're uh, what? What kind of sock are you made out of, Ed? Are we? This is all going to be about my ethnicity. Is that what this whole thing is? <laughs> yes, I like to do a racial background on all my guests. What the hell are you, Trump? You're going to build a wall against me now? <laughs> it's going to be a wall around socks. It's starting to heat up in the dryer. A wall around the closet. Everything's good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Who's uh, the other joker there? Uh, well, okay, well, we have Billy. Uh, Billy, we just found out that Billy has sex for 45 minutes. Yeah. So you can rank on that for a couple minutes. 27 years ago. 27 yeah. years ago when he, had, when he had good hips. He used well, to. Well, how much did your arm hurt? <laughs> That's what I said. Oh, well, one's bigger than the other. Yeah, yeah. He's got, he works on his forearms that way. Uh, we got Danny over here. Danny, say hi to Ed the Sock, please. Well, hold on, Danny. Sorry, your you mic wasn't turn on. Me on. I was. I, I don't want to turn you on. Do you really have to give Ed the sock that much farther? 
You're gonna you get know what? Don't turn Danny's mic on. I don't think there's going to be anything valuable coming out of there. <laughs> You've heard the show before. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just, I've just got some intuition. Actually, quite frankly, you can turn off all your mics. <laughs> I don't think anything valuable is going to be coming. It's just going to be Ed the Sock talking for the next uh, hour and a half or whatever he's going to do. Yeah, I'm going to do some infomercials. I've got some sham wows I have to unload, and it is Christmas. You gotta get. You gotta get. You gotta make some money on the side. What do you mean on the side? I'm in, in Canadian media. <laughs> That's the only money you make. <laughs> Notice that Ed laughed during his own shit. Um, but yeah, so what are you doing now? Tell me, tell me where I can catch you. What are you doing? What am I doing right now? This is, you know, I, I'm glad to see that internet radio is uh, as adopted the same, you know, rhythms as uh, regular terrestrial radio, which is basically. Don't do any research. Open up with a broad question and let your guests do all the work. Pretty much. That was my plan. I got that from the book of broadcasting. I was uh, just checking in. No, I was, look, I was, I'm asking you because I don't have you here in the, in the shitty part of America while you're in the northern Americas. I don't have What was that little sound effect there that was there a few seconds ago? We had a, we have a little, we have a a bunch of sound effects. We have a slide slide whistle. Yeah, that one. Oh, I love that. You love that? We got, we got, uh, you're in the have... right place for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, nothing says comedy needs help like those kind of sound effects. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Those are my crutches, Ed. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, right now, I mean, I uh, I, I quit television uh, a couple of years ago because I don't know how it is. Well, I know how it is down there. Right, th- right now, down in the U.S., uh, uh, you guys are struggling. The television industry is struggling to adapt to the new digital world. In Canada, it just collapsed. So I sort of walked away from uh, television, also because everything up here became so corporatized. All the, the, the good little outposts of independent freedom all got swallowed up by these massive conglomerates, none of whom actually know anything about television. One's a, a phone company, the other's a cable company. And uh, so they've got these idiots running these things as if they're utilities, not like they're, you know, creative endeavors. So I just walked away, and uh, I'm doing stuff online now. Uh, you can find me at, uh, well, I'm on everyjoe.com, which is uh, comes out of the U.S., and uh, huffingtonpost.ca, uh, which I think you guys can access from there. Yes. But all of it can be found on my website, edthesock.com. There you go. See, it was much better just to let Ed do it. I don't have to ask any questions. Ed kind of infomercial himself. That was pretty good. Did yes. you ask me a question, smartass, or did you not? No, I did. I did. You did well, Ed. What the hell are you criticizing? You ask me a question, I give you an answer, and all of a sudden you give me, you give me shit? Shut up already. <laughs> Shut up, Ed. Where the hell's that other guy? Billy, you ready? Remember the hell the guy said, don't turn his mic on. Maybe I like him better. Billy, run, <laughs> Billy, you got it. Uh-oh. Billy, now you got to talk to Ed Zock. Um, no, the, I wanted to, see, I wanted to give you compliments, Ed. Sounds you, like my Uncle Whitey. Yeah, I know. I want to give, uh, I have to give Ed compliments because the fact of the matter is when it was siphoned in from, uh, G4, they started playing Ed's, uh, night party. Right. That's right. On G4 here in the States. And we, I, that's where I grew to learn that Ed the Sock was a comedic genius. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he was also, his show was what I wished the radio show would be because when it started uh when did you start on G4 Ed? I freaking I don't even remember it was uh I don't even remember it was uh what 2004 or something like that something like something like that 2004 something like that yeah the uh a long story about G4 10 years, <laughs> 10 years into the career of 
Yeah. Your show. Yeah, pretty much. So I, I it just took got... us 10 years to discover you down here. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I got Well, no, I started on G4 in 2004. You started, started on, on CD TV in 1987. Yeah. Ah, even longer? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. even longer. <laughs> Ed's been around for a while, yeah. Yeah, G4 picked up uh, a couple of the later seasons. Uh, when I was partners, uh, my show was partners with a broadcaster up here, but that broadcaster was getting sold, so I became partners with a, a, a digital channel uh, in uh, Los Angeles. And then G4 came to the broadcaster and said they wanted to buy more episodes, they wanted to buy more seasons, and that broadcaster said, we're not partners with them anymore, you have to go to this digital channel. And they were pissed off that we didn't, uh, G4 was pissed off we didn't go to them to make them our partner, and they considered this digital channel to be competition, which it wasn't because it wasn't linear. And so they said, well, you know what? Well, I don't know if the show's doing well enough for us. But, well, why did you come to us and ask for more seasons? And why did you get mad when we couldn't give you, you know, when they, you couldn't get more seasons for the same amount of money? What a bunch of bullshit and crybabies. But they don't exist anymore, G4. Right, that was the scorched earth. I think, I think when, when Ed left, the, the downfall of G4 started, quite frankly, because he was one of the only shows that you gave a shit about watching. Because well, he... I appreciate that. And, uh, I mean, there was the attack of the show and then, uh, oh, no, that was... player. Was that what X play? Isn't that, the, that, that would have been Caitlyn Jenner's show now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> X play. The, um, no, but it it was one of the ones like especially because you had you had the your your lovely redheaded sidekick that was always great to watch. Well, she's uh, she was uh, uh, the, the the last of my uh, co-hosts. I had quite a few over the years because initially when we started, uh, we started on cable access, and you know cable access you don't pay your hosts, so co-hosts would you know find gainful employment <laughs> and off they would go. So I had a, a few. But uh, Leanna was, Leanna had been a uh, producer and writer on the show for years. And then we just put her in front of the camera. And now she's, uh, I mean, she's still out there doing stuff. She's uh, got her own YouTube channel where she talks mostly about uh, video games and social issues and video games and, and feminism and video games and video games. So you can find her uh, Leanna K channel out there. And she does writing and uh, video game or shows about cosplay. For theescapistmagazine.com. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was the perfect blend between the two of you because it worked so well. She had the tits and you had the talent, and then vice versa. You had the tits and she had the talent. And it went back and forth because it was great back and forth. I mean, you started out with a guy that was a comedian who looked like a... Uh, like a caveman. I don't remember his name. I, I just remember oh, his Craig face. Campbell. He wasn't the start, but he was the uh, second last guy. He lasted probably the longest. He was uh, with us from season three to season nine, I think. And the best part about the show, Joe, the best part was that they had a fucking hot tub. Ooh. And that's what I'm saying. The show was so different. It was like a true alternative Absolutely. to other crap that was on TV. And that was the, the best part of Ed Sock. Not only was it a talking, cigar-smoking, foul-mouthed sock, mm -hmm. which was an amazing thing, and Ed is an amazing thing for that. It's like Michael Whitey. Exactly. But then he had a hot tub where he had the guests would sit in a hot tub with normally either uh, scantily, uh, scantily clad women God. or uh, uh, girls that would just take off their tops anyway and start making out Ooh. while the guest was in the hot tub in the uh, in the wang tank, like as they referred to it. Thing. Yeah, it's a, it was a great that everything that they did on that show yeah. was what I imagined one day this show would be. We are nowhere near there yet. No, we have no hot tub. Not a hot tub no. yet. 
Uh, but- well, I would I would not recommend a hot tub, quite <laughs> frankly. Uh, yes, we did have the hot tub and basically put it in just to piss people off. First, I put in these uh, go-go dancers because, you know, you go in and out of break. Most shows just have, like, clapping audience or some crap like that. It's like, no, nah, it's got to be more interesting. So we got these go-go dancers to dance us in and out of breaks. Uh, and then when that, uh, you know, finished pissing people off, I said, let's put in a hot tub. So we would uh, open it up so that viewers could could apply to come sit in the hot tub, and they would sort of you know get a little bit of get interviewed and stuff, and hang out with our uh, hot tub girls. And the hot tub girls invariably had way more fun with each other than they did with the idiots in the tub, who mostly sat there looking like pieces of wood. And I don't mean that as a euphemism. Um, <laughs> and by the way, you can find there's two seasons of uh, Ed's Night Party. On uh, the internet, it's on Ed the Sock Central on YouTube. Um, interestingly enough, uh, the company that put them up there lost the password for the uh, YouTube channel, and <laughs> so uh, I can't add to that. So I'm uh, starting my own YouTube channel, which uh, I'll talk about another time when it started. But right now, like I said, go to edthesock.com. You can find all my videos, mostly about U.S. politics and, and stuff like that. Yeah, you were talking about you. You had a great video that I believe our Canadian Unified Network technician, yeah. our cunt from Canada, put up uh, for, uh, for. We were promoting because heavily. By the way, Ed the Sock. He even though I don't know if I. I mean, Ed would probably know this, but he's such a cultural icon when it comes to the people of Canada and most some of the people here in America, the lower shitty part of America, who learned about Ed. Uh, cause I'm friggin', I'm definitely thrilled to have him on, but a lot of people were like going, holy shit, Ed the Sox gonna be on your fucking show today? I'm like, yeah. And they were putting up videos, and Ed had a great one about gun control, and why gun control is not gonna work. Yeah. And he had a, like tons of political videos, like Ed is, without question, Ed is a guy, well, an entity onto himself. He's a sock. He's a sock. I, I wouldn't say a guy. He has bigger balls than half the people that have, you know, uh, humans that are out there. But Ed has the ability to, like, do crash, you know, lesbian uh, potty humor on this side of the room. And then on this side, he's giving you thought-provoking YouTube videos. And he had one about gun control. He had one about our uh, our um, our elections here in the States. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, and you got to check it out. It's all over YouTube. you got to look it up. Just Google Ed the Sock, and you'll find everything on his YouTube channels. And you go to edthesock.com, obviously, for further uh, crap. But he has a lot of stuff. There he is. So, what do you think about if you, uh, you know, give him a sample, Ed? What, gun control. Why, why do you think gun control won't work? Well, because it doesn't matter how many guns there are in the states. The problem is why you why do you guys use them so much? <laughs> you know, they, you got lots of garden implements too, and you're not using them to kill people. The question is not so much why. You know, yeah, you've got the right to bear arms, but why do you bear them so often, and why do you use them so often? The problem is the relationship between America, well, some Americans and guns, <laughs> not so much the fact that guns exist. Exactly, that's what I've said. I have. I mean, not that I stole it right from men. I've stolen a lot of stuff from men. But I have not stolen that from it. That thought is a, a genuine article right there. It is. There it makes total sense. We have the guns. The guns aren't going anywhere. But why does everyone feel like they got to use them so goddamn much? Is, is Ed's point, and that's uh, total. That's gospel. I that, blame TV. You blame TV, Billy. Yes. Why do you blame TV? Because. Because why? In TV, they always show you just pull out a gun and shoot somebody. It's great. No, 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 you, you're, you're behind the times. You don't blame TV for things anymore. You blame video games. There you go. You have yeah, to update your shit. That's, that's so passe, blaming TV. No, now you got to blame video games. I am old. 
Yeah, yeah, you get, get with it, will you? By the way, I've got a contest going now. Uh, I used to do a show in Canada. It was called Fromage. Fromage. I inherited the title. Basically, it was to look at the cheesiest music videos of the year, and it never got good ratings until I took it over and started looking not at like these little artists nobody's ever heard of, but taking shots at all the big guys and all the stupid things they put in videos. And it was the, the biggest hit in Canada. It was kind of like, you know, how Frosty is playing every year and everyone watches it, and Rudolph... In Canada, this was what everybody watched uh, New Year's Day. Well, I quit much music, which was our version of MTV before it sort of died up here. And uh, I stopped doing it, but now I'm doing a thing called The Biggest Assholes of 2015. And people get to vote and suggest who they'd like to be in this contest. And the last week of uh, December, I'll be showing uh, who I've chosen and why. The Biggest Assholes of the Year in U.S. Politics world politics, news and current events, uh, entertainment and media. So I want people to suggest more than just Donald Trump. Give me more than Trump, okay? Yeah, he's a given, but I need more than Donald Trump. If you go to headthesock.com, you'll see the video is there. And if you go to everyjoe.com, they have a link so you can vote. I'm going to vote for Caitlyn Jenner. I'm going to vote for you. Uh, I don't think, but I'm not going to, I won't win in a landslide. I think Caitlyn Jenner will definitely win a bit. I think she has for, a better for, chance for 2015 biggest asshole of the year. Yes. I mean, there's well, a lot gotta, of. You also have to say why. Don't make me figure it out. You got to tell me why you're nominating this person. Don't just give me a name and let me try to figure out why the hell they're an asshole. Well, I would say that Caitlyn Jenner's a big fucking asshole just for the fact that she was not a hero for what she did, uh, and uh, the fact is that when she receives awards for for literally. Getting in a tit job and wearing makeup. I mean, that's pretty much all she did. She wasn't a big hero. And when other people who were up for the award at the ESPYs, who was deservingly so, like a girl who died of cancer, yeah. uh, deserved, I think, the girl that was uh, literally trying to raise money till the day she died. Right, she participated and kept going and going. And, yeah. yeah. Until I the day when, she, when air left her fucking lungs, and, I think deserved the award more. And yeah. also, Caitlyn Jenner does have a big fucking asshole. She, she does have a big fucking asshole. Because her asshole, I, I know this for a fact. You know this for a fact that she's oh, a big yeah. asshole? She's tremendous. I have a big asshole, asshole too. It's fucking it, right behind it, me talking it, right it now. Comes from the there you go. <laughs> so I, I think Caitlyn Jenner said that uh, she hasn't had sex with a man yet, so I don't think her asshole is that big, but it will be. It will be. If she's part of the Kardashians, it's going to be stretched out by a black guy. We know that for a fact. Well, there's foreign objects, you know. It's foreign objects where she's sticking butt plugs Uh, up there? Absolutely. Uh, If you had, had, Ed, in your own personal, uh, you know, ideas and opinions, who do you think, who do you think, biggest asshole, 2015, who would you nominate? Well, that sort of gives things away. I certainly think that uh, uh, Pharma Bro... That asshole who raised that to raise the cost of uh, life-saving medication. Right. He yeah, definitely yeah. is an asshole. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely an asshole. He's also the asshole, if I remember, he's the guy that also bought the Wu-Tang Clan album. <laughs> right, he bought the one pressing of the album. The one album. pressing for a million or whatever it uh, was. Four million. Oh, four million. And he, so, won't, and he won't let any, he's not going to let anybody listen to it. I'm no. sure. But he could have listening parties. He could be that gracious of a dick and have oh, listening parties. A, I mean, that guy's a huge dick. Donald Trump will uh, will come and go, but this guy, the effect he's had on people's lives, right. people who are sick, their lives, this guy's got a more of a permanent uh, a permanent place in the uh, constellation of assholes. And there's, I mean, you, you just look uh, across here, that uh, that uh, news reporter who tripped the refugee 
and then tried to sue the refugee that she tripped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's. Just I mean, that's an asshole move. You got one. Dude. Well, that's why. But that's why it's going to be really hard for Ed to single out to the biggest down. asshole of 2015, and that's why you need to vote to put in your op because he need he's going to need help. Wow. To, to to dig through the pile of assholes, he's gonna need a, he's gonna need a little assistance here to do that because it is without question. It ha- I think 2015 probably was the year of assholes. It was a, it was a monumental year for assholes. Absolutely, look at the Republican Party. There you go. That's the 95 percent of it right yeah. there. And then the rest is only the rest is the the guy stealing the the. Not stealing, but buying the uh, drugs and everything else. But, but he stole. I mean, I guess he stole. He basically from, uh, did. When you turn around, and... yeah, he pretty much took the pills and went. Ha ha ha! Uh, Hope you sad. fucking die. Ha ha! And then, uh, but what was smart is at least they fucked. They fucked him over. Oh, yeah. Because now they make the they got the recipe for the stuff, and now yeah, they make the uh, the generic the generic version. version. And ever, I mean, hopefully it will help out people. And then he's but he's still an asshole. Yes, yeah. they sold him a four million dollar album. That's fucking fucking. Well, he's bad. dumb enough to buy it. He's, he, he's a businessman, but he's still an asshole. Yeah, uh, yeah he uh, he also the thing with him is he's got this shit eating grin on his face all the time. You just want to punch him in the face really, really hard. Just to make sure that he feels it. Yeah. We want to make sure. Uh, another, by the way, in your lengthy career, yes. another asshole that you supposedly had to deal with, because uh, I, I, it was in the beginning of when I was hearing about you and seeing you on G4 and, and learning more about the Ed the Sock show and Night Party and everything. It was the, the Conan O'Brien incident. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Triumph, the insult comic dog, and you were supposed to be on the show, or some yeah, show. Yeah, like years ago, I was supposed to be on. Well, I can't say I was supposed to be. I was talking to them about being on the show. When he and was- uh, they were interested, they were interested. Then all of a sudden, they weren't interested. And like a week later, their head writer appears on the show doing this uh, dog puppet that uh, does insult humor, has a uh, interesting voice and a cigar. And then they claimed, oh, no, it was just a complete accident. Yeah. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it seemed a little bit uh, uh, hinky. We had one of those uh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a guy. I used to be an executive producer for a nationally syndicated radio show. And magically, my bit that I came up with when I was producing his show magically appeared uh, friggin', uh in a video that they made for his radio show. Yeah, that's not magic. It's called theft. Yeah, thank you. That's what I was trying to explain to Joe and everyone over here. They weren't giving a shit. I'm like, the motherfucker stole from me. Yeah, he, did. he stole from me. The same way they they insulted Ed the Sock. By you know I mean by playing, by literally yeah. coming up with a a hackier version of Ed the Sock and then presenting it. No, don't get me wrong. I like Triumph. Does he say funny shit? Yeah, but Ed the Sock was the original. If Ed the Sock's the right. original, then you praise the original, and you go, oh, yeah, by the way, you're good, too, uh, good. but the original, but you, and and that's the other thing, you you say, you point out that Ed the Sock's the original, and you give credit where credit's due. This motherfucker didn't give me any credit. Right. Just stole from me. And Just fuck yeah, off. They, they, they listen, did the same if they steal and they give you credit, then all of a sudden they think they're going to owe you money. Exactly. So nobody admits anything until you get it into court and you force them. Listen, the, the dog puppet uh, ripped me off, but he ripped me off where I was years ago. I've continued to grow and progress. Uh, in Canadian papers, I'm, I'm quoted on political issues. and the, yeah. uh, the new prime minister of the country follows me on Twitter and interacts with me. Well, didn't you endorse him and, like, 
Yes, I endorsed him because uh, we had oh we had the worst candidates up here, so I endorsed him because he's the first breath of fresh air in ages, and I'm considered a, a commentator, a, 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 a wit, a, a social critic, whereas the dog just still poops on things. So <laughs> we, you know we're of the same ethnicity, but we we do we do different things. Now when Conan O'Brien came up here to do his shows years ago, I uh, said to them, you know what? Let's let water under the, you know, we water under the bridge. Let's have your dog and, and me go out. I'll take him around to some places in Toronto and show him the places that aren't usually on the tourist maps. And they said, yeah, yeah, no, we don't think so. Whoa. So I was willing to be a bigger person and say, look, just forget about it. Let's make a joke out of it. Yeah. And they wouldn't. But then I found out afterwards, he gave an interview at Entertainment Tonight where he said that, you know, those times he faces celebrities and then says these, these oh, my God, things. He would sometimes go back in post-production and change what he said to make it sound more ballsy. Whereas I never did that. I've talked to all the biggest names in show business, and what I said to them, I actually said to them. Now I never actually went in there to insult people. No. I never actually, you know, made somebody so angry they left. Um, other than maybe Red Hot Chili Peppers, but <laughs> it was mostly I, uh, you know, I just kid around with celebrities, and they they loved it because. All the times they come to town, they're doing junkets, which is a bunch of uh, interviews from early in the morning to late at night, where every interviewer asks them the same, same damn question. question. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas I would, I didn't give a damn about any of their promotional stuff. I just asked them stuff that was fun, so they have to stop and think, and they drop their mask and stop being like the PR construct and start being people. Best way to get somebody to be real is make them laugh, because it's very hard. To maintain this, this fiction about yourself when you're laughing, it's That's so right. honest. Yeah. So I always, you know, what, what I said to them is what I said to them. I didn't go after the fact and say, you know, it would have been better, and then change it because that doesn't give them the chance to react to it, and that's not fair. It's not fair game. No, right. and, 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 that's and, not. And listen, Ed, that is exactly why I was hooked on your show because Ed's close encounters or close Ed counters okay. that was on his show. One, and he, Ed, is without question one of the most brilliant interviewers. Sure. Whether he's a sock or a fucking human, he's a, a, an interviewer. There's a brain in that sock, yes. and he would, and he knew. And it, it's what, honestly, <laughs> it's honestly what I bring to this show. And Joe, I think Joe will even agree with you. Oh, yeah. When I do interviews, I talk to people like they're fucking humans. Absolutely. I don't care if you're the biggest goddamn thing going today or the, or you're some crack whore on the corner. If we have them and you're on a show, yeah. the, you want to you want to interview them. You want to talk to them. You don't yeah. want to interview them. I'm not asking them if they were a tree, what kind of fucking tree would they be? Sure thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean <laughs> that's the Barbara Walters frame. If you were a tree, Danny, what kind of tree would you be? Yeah. You would have the fucking Dutch elm disease in your fucking Absolutely. So, Ed, when is the last time you got laid? Ed gets laid all the time. <laughs> me or the sock? Because the sock gets laid oh, yeah, way both, more to me. You yeah. know, I just put that together. You're both heads. Oh, really? How about you? Well, that's uh, stop the clock. Yeah. <laughs> Joe just pulled his head out of his ass. Yeah. I have no idea. What I'm Wait, you both have the same name. What yeah. the fuck? And you both smoke cigars. Oh, yeah. Fucking idiot. There, there is a resemblance, except for the green hair. You know? Ed, first off, Ed the Sock is in way better shape than me. I would think so. And he gets way more pussy than I do. I can, I can imagine he would. And I look, look. first off, at one point, I don't know if he ever banged uh, his co-host. <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod. Well, you're not I don't know if he did, but let me tell you, <laughs> that guy is... He is my hero for that reason. Uh, but Ed, I, I, look, I do want to blow, I know, I don't know how long we have Ed, so I want to blow smoke up his ass for, for a good amount of time. I'm telling you, 
From the, I'm telling you, I learned so much from Ed. Like, you know, I always say, or I say, I, I sat under the learning tree of some of the greats without them even knowing it. I learned from Stern. I've learned from Jim Kerr here in New York. I've learned from Opie and Anthony when they were still together. I've learned, and Ed DeSock was on that list. Sure. I learned from Ed DeSock by watching his show and seeing that he would actually present it a true alternative to a product that was out there. Because all shows, and I, I believe Ed put it very eloquently when he was talking about friggin' doing, when he's talking about doing the junkets and satellite Ooh, interviews and okay. all that bullshit. Sure. And he was talking about it. He gave them an option. He gave them a difference. He gave them an alternative. That, like, if you ever see his interviews, he was interviewing porn stars before it was cool to interview porn stars. And the, the, the he, he's talking straight up to him and having great conversation. He went to a fitting room with Jesse Jane but and uh, Carmen Levana. From porn star to oh, he would, politi- yeah, political and, giants. And, and that's the, uh, and Billy, that was going to be my next point. He did, add the sock. When I'm done sucking his dick right now, oh, really? Ed the sock. Uh, I will. I will it's metaphorical. We should point out. <laughs> I will end. I will. I will end sucking your dick on this note. The the point that I was going to make that Billy just threw out there is that's what Ed taught me. Ed taught me no matter who the fuck you're interviewing, know your shit, and also be able to go from interviewing. Way different sides of the spectrum. No matter what it was, be able to do both. And I know that Ed probably doesn't want to hear anybody gush over him, and he's Ed the sock, and he's a tough guy, and he's you know probably hasn't been washed for a while. I know that Ed, he's a stiff sock, Bill. Sorry, I tuned out a long time ago. Keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) But he no, but most definitely he. You taught me that, Ed. That's when, that's why I was honored. I'm like, yeah, you know what? If, Ed, if I could get Ed the Sock to come on the show yeah. and praise him, it's for that reason. He taught me how to do better interviews yeah. and open up and, t- and talk to people like normal people. And that's one thing, like, when I watched the show, they did a stupid bit one time. It was honest to God. When I was, he made, he made it outstandingly funny. One episode, uh, they're doing, they, they have, uh, around the, the hot tub that we were talking about. And Ed probably knows this because it was his fucking show. He was there. I mean, he's done a lot of drugs, but he probably remembers this. The uh, on the sides of the hot tub were, were plastic bullshit tiki gods. They were on the sides of the. Uh, oh the yeah, floor. the tiki gods. I love the tiki gods. Yeah, and he had these two plastic ones. And because she didn't like them, the stage director came by and ripped them the fuck down. <laughs> Live on the now that was another part of the show I loved because whatever happened happened. It was right. there the same way we do. If oh, yeah. if if, uh, if a mic falls, if shit makes noise, if Joe coughs or says something stupid, we leave it in. We don't fucking we don't. We, it just whatever happens happens. What do you mean stupid? Well, what? Oh, <laughs> Joe woke up. <laughs> So they ripped I'm down. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love fucking it. So they ripped down the two. They ripped down the two plastics. But on the very next episode, he had a floating that would come in from the ceiling, a tiki god that was only this big, but on camera it looked huge. It was this fucking big, and it would breathe fire and it would come down. That was the new tiki god. That would. It was hysterical because it was just. It was a, he had running gags, he had, I'm telling you, it was an outstanding show. It's a show I think would still work right now, but Ed is Only online. There's no place in broadcast television that's taking those kinds of risks. First of all, it would never have run on regular broadcast TV in the U.S. Up here, I mean, that show with the the talking to porn stars, 
with uh, the, the toplessness and the, the innuendo and stuff, that ran on regular television here. Yes. It, didn't, it wasn't on cable. No. It was on regular television. You, you had the, 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 the 6 o'clock and 11 o'clock news. You had all the primetime shows. And then you had us at uh, 11.30. It was just a regular broadcaster. And also, when we were on Fridays and then rerun on Sundays, we were on Fridays up against Letterman and Leno. We used to beat them every week in ratings. And our, our whole budget was like their lunch budget. Yeah. Exactly. They, and, that, and that's another thing. He, he showed me, point blank, that you can do... It's going to sound fucking bad. You can do so much with so little. Yeah. And enough about my penis. You can do so much with so little. He's here all week. hi folks. <laughs> Try the veal. Uh, tip the sock on the way out. Okay. The, uh, the point is that you could do it. Like, that's the point. It doesn't matter what you have. It matters what the fuck you do with it. And that's the difference. They were in Canada. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't work fucking here. I get it because America sucks when it comes to TV. But now he's online, mm -hmm. so now he can do way more stuff, and they won't blur it out. They won't. He can do whatever he wants, and that's why we're on internet radio. We were on terrestrial. Yeah, we did terrestrial. We're trying to get on satellite because I think you know now that Stern resigned for five fucking years, I don't think there's gonna be any money left. But what are you gonna do? But the fact is, that's what you have to be because if you're creative. Like Ed the Sock or me or other people that are in this genre, and you want to be creative, but you don't want all the restraints to hold you back, you got to find a way to do it. And I believe Ed the Sock is going to be doing that. Yes, and I think Ed the Sock will continue to do that uh, in many ways, and he has to do it on an internet-based format because I don't know. I mean, they do have. Did you ever you 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 this? Are you doing a show? On the internet, Ed, or what? What is the what is the scope of what's going on? You just doing video you know, right now? I'm doing. I mean, the thing about the internet is they call something that's five minutes long a show. <laughs> right. You know, we used to call that a segment. Now it is a show, and that's I guess true because on the internet, people don't watch things much longer than about three, four minutes. Uh, very few people will watch anything longer than three, maybe four minutes. So if you do stuff for the net, you got to basically break it up. Um, but right now, just doing the, the stuff uh, for EveryJoe.com and Huffington Post, which is short bits, you know, three to five minutes. But in the in the new year, yeah, there's going to be a, uh, a new show, uh, making the most out of the fact that there's all this technology and freedom out there on the net. However, uh, don't expect a hot tub because... I didn't have done that. I don't need to smell a chlorine anymore. <laughs> right. will, fuck the hot tub. There will be, though, a slip and slide. Well, they, there was a told. show down here. They they did that, too, didn't they? What? Uh, one of those, like, guy-type shows. Where oh, they, well, no, there was the man show. Yeah, and all they, they, they did all those it, things. So, like, he's already, he paved the way. Ed Disak has paved the way. But that's, Everybody but, else stole from it. Oh, no, everyone. You know, uh, borrowed and well, whatever. Everybody, you know, I don't mind. Listen, I don't mind. When people get it, we all, in the creative business, everybody inspires everybody right. else. That's, yeah. that's part of it. You know, good artists copy, great artists steal. Uh, yeah. So I don't mind. I mean, the, the man show tried Jack? to buy. We used to go to uh, Florida, to Panama City Beach, Florida, and they had these daily uh, bikini and wet T-shirt contests. Um, and we used to shoot it and then put, you know, sports-type commentary over it. Right. And the man show wanted to buy that footage. I was stupid. I probably should have sold it to them because it wouldn't interfere with what we were doing with it. But I was like, no, no, no. That's our thing. Considering how much money they probably would have paid, that was a stupid move. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had Kimmel money. What are you doing? Yeah, well, could have had money money. Uh, Never money. Had Kimmel money. The one time that the Canadian dollar 
was worth more than the American dollar in the last 40 years. And it was worth, like, I don't know, about 15, 20% more, something like that. That one time was the time that we were being uh, funded by an American company. So the American dollar didn't go as far as the Canadian dollar. So we wound up taking a budget cut because the American dollar was, was so low that ours was stronger. Now, of course, you know, if we were to do that again and get the budget from the U.S., we were, we were making 20% more. Our budget would have 20% more. In this case, we have like 15% less of just my luck. <laughs> Let's see what happens in the new year, man. Let's see what happens yeah. in the new year. Uh, Ed, is there anything you want to plug though? Because I, I, I feel free, dude. You, you, you are a uh, an icon to me. You're one of my one of my idols. So feel free, take over the show, plug whatever the hell you want, buddy. Well, I just want to. I mean, I'm on Twitter at uh, Ed the Sock. Simple enough. Uh, so go and tweet me there. Uh, don't forget to go to uh, uh, my website at thesock.com. You'll find the video uh, explaining the biggest assholes of 2015 uh, contest. So go there. Everyjoe.com has the uh, is the place to go to to enter you know, the ballot for your suggestions for biggest assholes of 2015. I'll be doing the top five in a few categories. Uh, that'll run the last week of December, so you got a little bit of time, but not much. And uh, what else? I think that's pretty much uh, everything I got to say. Though I have to say that uh, mostly when I do these radio shows afterwards, I think, what the hell did I waste my time for? You guys actually, well, at least you, uh, <laughs> Uncle Eddie, actually did research, which is quite impressive because most of the time radio guys, they, they don't do any research. They ask you a question so you can keep talking, and they like stop paying attention. They start doing their taxes and crap until they hear you <laughs> stop talking. And then they pop in with another generic question that's clear they haven't done any research or paid any attention. So uh, anytime you want to have me on, I will be back on your show. Oh, All thank right. you. That's, that's fucking great. huge. All right. By the way, uh, Nick in Canada, the C-U-N-T. Yeah. Nick, can you please post uh, Biggest Assholes of 2015 on the Ham Radio Show page? Absolutely. As well well, let's put it on all the other pages. Ham twenty four seven, that and, uh, and what else do we have? Demand a ham. Put it up there. Put it up everywhere you fucking can. I want Ed to have. A, I want people voting for biggest asshole of two thousand fifteen. Yeah. I don't want to choose it myself. I mean, that'd be easy, but I don't want to choose it myself. Yeah, yes, he is. <laughs> Even though he just sounded like he was underwater on that oh, last okay. part, I still understand what he said. Right. Uh, go to edthesock dot com. Ed, thank you very much for being on the show, man. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, Joe, anytime now, you might want to wake up. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. See, Ed knows you suck, Joe. Ed knows you suck. Ed hung up real fast. He's like, I got to go. Joe's fucking bringing on the show. I got to go. Uh, 908-854-4228 is the Ham Radio Show. It, of course... I want to thank Ed the Sock for being on the program. Phenomenal. He's the best sock I know, yeah, Danny. He's, yeah. he's the best sock he I've ever my know. socks out any day. Yeah, he, L- he, lousy connection, though. Sorry about that. Well, at the, at the end, at the end, at the end. He was, that's his normal voice. No, I know. That's no, what he sounds like normally. His voice is okay, but, but the, the right actual, at the end, though. Right at the uh, end. quality of the call. Uh, it's the Ham Radio Show. As, as soon as Joe worries about the connection later. Yeah, you know me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, technically, I thought it was shit. <laughs> no, the content was great. All right. <laughs> the content uh, was good. Let's go break. And we'll come back. We'll see if the, we'll get a Smashburger update. Danny has to get ready to get the fuck out of here. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. It's the yeah. Fat Ass Birthday Bash on the Ham Radio Show. Well, shit. I don't know how to segue to our next big name. So let me just say it. Up next is Jim Norton. 
Really? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I love Jim. You're kidding, really? I'm not I've nervous. Never I'm seen not, you that, that, I'm you not know. nervous. Let me explain. I'm not I nervous. Did a, a, you know, relatively B-list star. Well, he's not a B-list. No, he's an A-list. Yeah. I know. <laughs> to me, to me, Jim's an A-list. No, I don't want to. It's know. not. Look, I'm not nervous like where I'm going to forget what I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm nervous because it, I've never actually sat down and, and this is like an interview. I've talked to Jim before. Yeah. I fucking hung out with him. I got pictures with him. Are you going to picture him in his underwear? I'm going to picture. Well, I have seen him in his underwear. Uh, both, uh, bo- I believe, both book covers. Okay. Of uh, that, I have autographed. By the way, uh, approximately I, how much money do you make? Yes. Excuse me. Can you be, can you please tell me how much money? Well, hopefully, by the way, that's another question I, I want to ask him. I just yeah. want to know, did Ozzy really shit in that toilet? Uh, probably. Yeah. Well, see, you have, see, you have an Ozzy Bonier question. Uh, yeah. I have, see, my question is, I, I want to know if he's being, uh, well financially taken care of. Oh, I don't think that's a proper question on, to ask. On, I don't, I don't want to, no, the proper question is not to ask how much. <laughs> The question is: Is he more, is he better uh, uh, when he when he signed the new contract? Yeah. Did he make? Is he making more money because the, he was always getting the shaft? Yeah. If he was making, he's always said if he was making Obi and Anthony money, uh-huh. um, then he would be like better off. He never made Obi and Anthony money. He was always the bastard child. Yeah, he was the third part of the team that was always put in the. Just like left to the side. Oh, he got I, the table screen. I, I, I think, you know, with his rec- name recognition now. Now, his, yes, now. His Q factor is way up, and he's definitely going to be uh, getting, re- what's it? Rewarded? Yeah, proper. A concession speech? Proper oh, reunification for his talents, you know, and he is a talented guy, and he's the he's an, he, he can get. He's, uh, I told you, he's one of my favorite comics, one of the most amazing comics Ever. And he, that's your agent's job. You know, that's what they do for you. You don't, you know, the, the stars usually, well. Oh, no, I, I guarantee it's 11 o'clock, by the way, just mm-hmm. to keep everyone in the loop. Uh, zero minutes after the hour, Bill. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It is the hour. It is the top of the hour. Okay. I want to see where we're at with this, so let's just see where it goes. Cause we're, 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 we're literally just killing time till the, Flash on the screen comes on that Jimmy Norton's calling in. Oh, no. That's literally what we're doing right now. Oh, we can't talk about Lafayette, huh? I did. We can talk about, We're not. Not No, you're going to be quiet. J- Jim, Joe, so help me. I will turn off. I will unplug your microphone. I'm not going to say a word. I promise I will crawl. I promise you. I'm going to be very good. We'll be quiet. Hold on for a Okay. Be fucking quiet. Okay. Don't help. I won't. I'll tell you. Let's say. Uh, I'll be good. Let's say we got here. I, I can hear I, I hear Jimmy in the background. Jimmy, hey, are you there? Is this Jim Norton? It is, man. How are you? Oh, Jimmy. Hey. Welcome to Ham Radio. <laughs> Hopefully, Jimmy didn't hear me blubber all about him. <laughs> okay. How much I love him and shit. I'm telling you. Right? I do. I do yeah. love Jimmy Norton. Oh well, thank you, dude. You, I you're one of my top five greatest comics ever. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Who are the other ones? Uh, Carlin, who I actually got to meet before he died. Oh, I thought it was Ed Norton. Uh, Joe, I, I told you to be quiet. Right. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear Jim because Joe's an asshole. Okay, <laughs> what, Jim? <laughs> That's why I said I hope you met him before he died. Yes, it was no. Weird to meet somebody two years after they dropped dead. <laughs> it was it was a little awkward with the shovel, but I still shook his hand. <laughs> uh, who else on my list? I I like Ron White. Is definitely one that I love. I uh, love Ron White. Ron White is one of my favorite jokes. Talking about being fat, and then uh, the doctor, someone asked me to touch my toes. The only way I'm going to touch my toes is if someone cuts them off and hands them to me. <laughs> 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 that's, that's definitely a Ron White joke. Fucking tater. 
Um, yeah, Ron is really funny, man. And see, I put you up there. Uh, of course, Pryor, but Pryor, I, I, I never got to see him uh, perform live. You know what? I did. I saw him twice, but he was really fucking sick by then. He was really, uh, it was, uh, you know, once in the Westbury Music Center on Long Island and then once in L.A. at the Comedy Store. But he was so shocked by that point. You were just kind of going just to, to be in the room with him. Um, you know, it was it was really hard to watch. That was during the MS? The, the last days with the oh, MS? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was deep into the MS by that point. And see, but you still got to see him. I understand what you mean. Just being in the room is fucking an amazing feat. Yeah, just being there was really great. So I'm glad I did it, even though it was kind of depressing. And uh, my, I, and my, um, the, uh, I guess Sam Kinison will be the fucking other one. Yeah, I got to see him a couple times too at Rascals in New Jersey, and we got to meet him one time because he actually came out. Like the young comics would do the bar area while the main room show was happening, and Kinison was headlining. So he came out and he talked to a couple of us afterwards for a few minutes. It was, it was the only time I ever met him, but I was happy I got a chance to. Nice. See, I see a lot of I see a lot of him and you. Um, Minus the yelling the, uh, and the screaming part, Jim. I, I get that, but I'm saying like the the you you have a, a great thought process with your jokes. Thank you. That's the thing. You, you. I also envy I envy his married life too. I love the fact that he was fucking banging too hard about Kennison. He's a fat man who fucks hot girls. That's really, really encouraging. It's my dream. I'm trying to. See you lost the weight. I'm trying to gain the weight and to get a coke habit going. I wanna try to I yeah, wanna I try to make it happen. Well how much do you weigh? How much do I weigh? Uh, what the fuck am I like three hundred and something probably? Three and oh, yeah, you sound like a big guy. You sound like a big dude. That would be the jowls and my uh, with my uh, my breath and the uh, heart stoppage throughout the uh, interview. Where are you guys? Uh, we're in Staten Island. We have our own studio based out in Staten Island. Oh, okay. They, um, by the way, Jimmy Norton is here because he's uh, promoting the Sirius XM Presents Jim Norton Mouthful of Shame Tour. Uh, he's going to be in... Um, uh, Helium Comedy Club from the 27th of October to the 30th of October doing uh, yes. great performances. That's a great club, by the way, the Helium. It is, man. I haven't done it in quite a few years, but, um, you know, it, it was always good when I did it. I mean, uh, I, I did a theater in Philly already on this tour, but I'm just going back because my shoot date is now in December. So I'm just trying to do a bunch of gigs to uh, to keep ready and to try material. Where are you doing the, uh, the next uh, special? I'm shooting in New York. Oh, New York, all right. And do you have yeah, a pl- you, you have a place yet or no? Oh yeah, yeah. I think tickets are already gone. Scareball um, Center. You can go to my website. It, it's what's that? What the Scareball Center. NYU. Scareball, yeah, yeah. All right, because I that's. I fucking... shot there once. I shot there years ago in 2006. Which uh, which special did you shoot there? The first HBO special, the half hour oh. when I was really fucking fat. I look at pictures from that. With my fat neck, and I, I was really, I was probably 40 pounds heavier than I am now. I was really disgusted. Yeah, Monster Rain, right? No, Monster Rain was 2007. This was the half hour I shot in 2006. And it was, uh, it was a Monster Rain. I had actually gotten into some kind of shape because I got a girlfriend. But uh, <laughs> I was a fucking complete pig when I shot the half hour. Oh, I'm trying to remember. That, is that, yeah, because he, he's wearing the, I remember, because he used to dress more like a fat guy because Jim was out of shape, but now he's in. Tremendous fucking shame because he totally, totally lost a butt ton of weight. But the well, I'm uh, better than I was. Yeah, 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 most definitely, most definitely. But he had that's when he did the because he does the joke that he wanted to uh, duct tape a dildo between his two fat titties. That's right. And blow his fucking wow. brains out. 
<laughs> yeah, on New Year's Eve, and I wanted to tape a dildo between my tits and commit suicide. Yeah, yeah, that's an oldie but a goodie. And 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 that's one. That's like about the time when I started jumping because I have to. I have to thank my friend um, who uh, got me into you because I wasn't a. I wasn't a Opie and Anthony fan. I was a, yeah. definitely a, a, a stern mark. I was. This is before I was ever went to broadcasting school and everything else. I was always a fan. But I was never an Opie and Anthony fan. And he's like, no, dude, you got to fucking check out this guy. Jim Norton makes the show. And he was so fucking right, Jim. You, you are, oh, thank you. you were definitely the unsung hero of the Opie and Anthony show. You're the one that brought it all together. And don't get me wrong, Anthony, fucking comedic timing, amazing. Opie, amazing, yeah. Opie held the fucking shit together, uh, to a certain extent. I mean, now it all imploded, but at one point it was together. Um, but, you were definitely the unsung hero. You're the guy that, and it was from that that I learned. I'm like, we went to the stress factory to see you. And it was like, we meet, Danny and me say the same stupid line that you did. You did a joke about Elizabeth Taylor. And it was way oh God, back, yeah. way back. And we do, we literally, when we're bored or we look at each other and we'll just like have nothing else to say. We we always just look at each other and say, "I want to knock your cancer wig into a muddy puddle." That's right. Yes. That one that actually made it onto my CD. And um, uh, well, what the fuck? Yellow justice or something? Yellow discipline. Yeah, Yellow discipline. That was that. It's in my head every time because me and my, my my one of my co-hosts, Danny, we will say that to each other like just periodically, like it, like months will go by. But it's like I want I want to knock your cancer wig into a muddy puddle. Sticks with me because that's what your your kind of sticks with people because they're thought provoking jokes. They're not just punchlines. That it's not like oh why did chicken cross the road kind of shit. It's shit that makes you think throughout the whole joke, and you laugh throughout the whole joke because there's like certain parts that are just fucking really really funny, and then there's stuff that makes you think, and then there's the payoff at the end. That's why you're one of my favorite comics. You're fucking brilliant. That's oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much, man. I, that's really nice. I appreciate. It. That's why. Yeah, there was. I, I hated her because I thought that she was. I don't know why Liz Taylor annoyed me at one point. Now I don't <laughs> really care about her, but uh, I hated her back then for whatever reason. I thought she was defending Michael Jackson too much. Uh, I was going to say, really, Jim? You, you hated her? You hit it well. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally just kept it inside. Jimmy didn't let it out so much. Yeah, well. uh, yeah. And then from that, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Then we went on to Monster Rain. And that story, let alone, I didn't know, I see, I never heard the story on the air because I wasn't a big Obi and Anthony fan. I mean, now I'm, I'm definitely, I, I love all, uh, you know, uh, Anthony's been on the show. Uh, the only, I haven't, co uh, haven't completed the whole set. I said I had Anthony on, now I have you, now I have to have Obi on. But, I mean, I, I, that's probably a fucking giant task, you know, a task. To have Opie on, but we'll see what happens. We'll kidnap him. Yeah, we, yeah. It, it, it's probably not going to be as easier than I, you know, than I'm saying. I don't know. I, I, we, he and I haven't talked, so we don't talk. Uh, well, the, so uh, okay. I, I have no idea. Because the fans are asking me, and I got to ask you. I, the, the, come on, what is going on behind the scenes? It, it, I understand. I know we all heard the giant fight that you guys had, and and I know it wasn't a screaming match. And when I say giant fight to us, it's like when we hear. Two guys that we actually give a shit about argue on the air, live on the air, where you pretty much told them like you're you know you're not going to fire me. I'll just walk away when my contract is up and this that and the other thing and that are and then lo and behold October you know reared its ugly head 
and now you are now on the morning show with Sam Roberts. He's doing right. the afternoons, and we know that you guys didn't get along when it was, when you guys were doing the Ob and Jimmy. Uh, yeah, the Ob and Jimmy show. You guys yeah. didn't get along. So w- take me through that. What, what's going on with that, brother? It, it, it was it was it was just like unspoken stuff. You know, it wasn't like we were fighting every day. But it was just uncomfortable. I'd walk in and say good morning, and sometimes he'd say good morning, and other times he wouldn't. Um, <laughs> we just didn't see eye to eye, so I hated doing it. And I'm sure he did, too. But uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the radio show again. I'm pretty sure he's enjoying his radio show, but uh, I, I, we just don't talk at all. There's just nothing to say. Um, you know, what is it? I, again, I don't, I don't hate the guy at all, but I'm just, we're done talking. Um, Maybe I'm sure eventually we will, but you know right. you need a break. It's like any relationship when it breaks, oh, yeah. you just want some time away from each other. Well, that's why when we're on this show, I just we just yell at each other live on the air. We don't hold back. Yeah, but the thing is this: it was always he was always in a position above me, which again the Opie show was there before I came yeah. along. So there's always the, you know, the threat of arguing with someone who is in a position of power because they can cost you a lot of money by getting you fired right. or by bitching and putting a weird mood in the studio, and they ultimately will win with management because they're the boss. Um, you know what I mean? So it's oh, yeah. always a dynamic. So I, I kind of resented it, of course, because uh, you know you never want to be in a position where somebody has power over you but acts like they don't. Oh, absolutely. And... I, I think that you guys handled it all well. I mean, through everything that happened from Anthony on, even when Anthony was on here and we were talking to Anthony about what, what went on, and I, I agreed with your stance of, you know, the positive, like, I know you discussed it in your last special uh, when you were talking about how Anthony, at any time, Anthony was armed at the time, so it, it could have went way worse than it actually did. Yeah. Um, and you And that was the perfect stance to take. You were absolutely right with that point. And and Anthony even said he you know he it, it, it was something that got away from him and whatnot. But it, yet again, it was that break that needed to happen. Now, like we all knew it needed to happen from what we're hearing, everything. But it seems like Opie thought that because they just recently talked for they haven't talked to each other for like two years or whatever it was, and they recently finally talked. And Opie was seemed to be under the pressure that he was going to break up the Opie and Anthony show anyway. Did you get any inkling? Uh, well, of that? that wasn't what any of the fans thought. Yeah. And when the show first ended, he was saying how they were getting along better than ever. And then a year later, he said that they weren't getting along. So I, I don't know what the truth is. You'll have to ask him how he really felt about that. Because I've heard two different versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't talk for two years. Anthony called in one day in the afternoon, and uh, for some reason, he was left on hold. I was not in that day. I was actually, it was a surprise pop up show in the afternoon. And Ant called in just to talk, and he was left on hold. But the uh, the first day that um, I was doing my show in the morning, we had Sam on, which was our first chance to get Anthony on the show. So we interviewed Anthony first thing in the, uh, on the show, and then that, that afternoon, Opie had him on the afternoon show. Um, I don't know if Anthony called or if Opie called. I'm not sure how it worked, but they finally talked. I think I think Anthony called in, but because I wanted to ask you about working with Sam Roberts and everything, it was it is. The new morning show capable of doing more than the old morning show, more than the Opie and Jimmy show was, because was who was putting the kibosh on Anthony calling in? Because it seemed like as soon as you guys took the air, it was like it just Anthony called in and everybody was happy and everybody was all you know laughing hysterically and, and going back to olden times. 
and being happy. Well, who was putting the kibosh on? Obviously, it was Opie. Well, I well, mean, uh, that's why I, I wanted to hear you say it. The morning I wanted to say, of course, well, of course it was. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a secret. The bottom line is, everyone knew that I wanted Ant on the show. And again, Opie didn't get him fired. And, I, and I'm sure Opie did talk to management about, you know, I, I, I think when it first went down, he's like, look, can we save him? But, uh, you know, uh, as far as getting him on the show, I wanted him on the show badly. And uh, all I know is I got a call one day in the afternoon from Keith the Cop, who's Anthony's guy. And he goes, what the fuck? Why isn't he picking up the phone? I'm like, what are you talking about? Because he thought I was in the studio. Yeah. Like, you know, again, once in a while, Opie would do a pop-up show in the afternoon. Um... And, uh, you know, I wasn't on it, which was fine, because I would do pop-up shows with Sam sometimes, and he wasn't on it. Right. We were just happy to be doing it without each other. Yeah. Because, again, it was mutual. It was, it was both of us feeling that way. Uh, but then Anthony apparently was calling in, and then uh, whatever, they went to a song and hung up. And then when Anthony called back, he was left on hold, but they talked to Mick Foley. Anthony was just kind of left on hold and put on the, the uh, pay no mind list. Yeah. Uh, that's that, that's that, but then he called me thinking I was there, and I had no idea. So if I had my way, Anthony would have been on the show as soon as the company allowed. When, we, when me and Sam were talking about possibly doing a radio show, I said one of the, I talked to the management, I want to get Anthony on the show. He's the first guy I want on the radio show, so he was the first guest that we had. Yeah, and it definitely, I think he's needed, not for... Your show, like, he's not needed, like, you guys can't hold it down, because I was saying this before we went to air, uh, besides when I was blowing you, fucking telling you how great you were off the air, uh, as a comic, you're one of the reasons why you've, you've actually, and I gotta give credit where credit's due, you've made me a better radio guy, because listening to you on the, the, the older episodes of the Opening and Anthony show, you made me Jim Norton right here, by the way, uh, who will be at the Helium uh, Comedy Club in Philadelphia October 27th through the 30th, um, yes. made me a better radio guy because you taught me how to just come out there, balls out, and tell the story. Don't beat around right. the bush. Don't fuck And it's how you present yourself on the radio. Like, you're a great radio guy. That's the thing that. Oh, thank you. And that's the thing. I don't think it'd be, like you weren't meant to be a radio guy. You were meant to be a stand-up, and then magically you were thrust upon you. You were put into this position, and you ran with that fucking ball. A lot of guys don't get to run with that ball, and you ran with it well. What was that like? I mean, because I, I mean, we could dwell on what's going on now, but let's let's talk about the better times when you were brought in. You were brought in with dice, right? Yeah, back in two thousand. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it was something I never saw myself doing. I never saw myself doing radio, but it just, just kind of happened. And, and when it did, I was really happy to, uh, to do it. I finally started getting fans. And uh, the fact that people responded, uh, you know, I just I was not prepared for that in my career. I just didn't see it coming. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's been so much fun, dude. It's such a yeah. fun gig to do. Well, that's the thing. It comes, off, it comes off like you're having fun. That's the thing. And now even more so with you and Sam – it definitely comes off like you're having a lot more fun. Like it's more, you're back, you're more energized than you were before. It sounds like you can hear it. I in am, your voice. Yeah, I'm enjoying it more. I'm, I'm having a good time in the morning instead of dreading it. And uh, you know, again, it's it, 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 it's fifty fifty. Because I'm sure I've seen Opie tweet that he's having a lot more fun in the afternoon than he was having either. So both of us needed the break. You know what I mean? You, you, you yeah. can't go into these situations and think, "Hey, I wasn't a problem at all." You know, we right. both had issues with each other, 
And it felt like, yeah, and I've used this example, when the Opie and Anthony show broke up, you know, uh, look, we continue just because you want to work. You want to be employed. I love being on the radio. And it felt like a fucking car when the wheels come off at the end of a car chase. There's just the rims sparking up you know, <laughs> as it's coming to an ugly flow. That was kind of how it felt. There was no personality to the show. It felt like there was no vibe, no point to it. It was just different guys coming in every day, so we didn't only have to talk to each other. Uh, well, that, you he... know, it, it, was, it was one of those things. But the reality is it, we gave it a shot. I'm not mad that we did because, again, I like performing. Opie likes performing. And Ant's doing fine with his thing. Um, so, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, and that was one of the, that was the one of the, where you saw the writing on the wall when he started bringing in the other comics and not telling you, right? Well, I, the bottom line was he had, he had, you know, again, he had, he would always do, we both usually, I have a say on who would come in, but he would always, it was always, it kind of deferred to him. Um, and there was a couple of instances where he would do things, which I knew were, he would say, oh, it's just for the radio show. But uh, I knew there was more to it than that, you know. Um, and again, you know, he was the boss. He could do it, and he did it. Um, and I responded, uh, and he knew I was annoyed about it. So, you know, I'm just happy to be in the situation I'm in now, where I'm actually working with someone, and we're both partners, and we're equal partners in it, and that's what I want. Yeah, I think you and Sam do a great goddamn job. I think the show itself is a better presentation, uh, to me, yes, anyway. Yeah, it's fun. Um, all right, so let's talk about other crap. Let's talk about how, see, my love for you, I think is like you, I mean, there's only a fifth of your love for Ozzy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> because you, I can do, I do, I, I love and respect you. I love everything you do. I, I have, dude, I have, or, the same way you have autographs from Ozzy, and you have, I have autographs from you. I have all your books and your videos, your DVDs, all that shit, autographed, everything else. Uh, seeing you live the same way. And, but you're, I, I honestly think that you're, that you're a stalker when it comes to Ozzy. But you became you now, know, but you became friends with him now. Now, now you're like part of the Sharon and Ozzy, going to dinner and shit. Yeah, it's really weird. Like I was such a fan. I was, I was never creepy. I was just literally just a, an eager fan. And then I got to know Sharon, and then I got to know him. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm surprisingly good in those situations. Like I really don't stand boy out. Yeah. Like I've ridden to the show with him a few times, where I've got to ride in the car with him, and we talked the whole ride. And then when I get, when we get to like, you know, the, the venue, I would walk into his dressing room, just drop off the stuff. And then I kind of walk out. I just hang out in the venue and I just walk, you know what I mean? I just, I, I talk to people out there and I leave him alone and right. then he does the show. And then afterwards I'm like, Hey man, great show. And then I just, I go back with him. Like yeah. I don't sit there and fucking just annoy him. Like I really give him the space. And I think that's why he is cool with me coming along because, you know, you, you got to respect somebody's dressing room space. And if you do stay in there and talk, Keep it fucking brief, and then give them all the room they need. You never want to be like, oh, Christ, this guy won't walk out. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's their show. I mean, it's Ozzy's gig. You're just there as a guest. I mean, you're hanging out. Right. Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, look, you're not, you're, you don't hump his leg. It's, you're definitely there, though. We know that you're there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I just enjoy the show like everybody else. I don't watch from backstage. I always go out into the audience and watch, um, you know. All right, wait, Billy has, Billy, one of my other co-hosts, Billy has a, an Aussie boneyard question. I do? Well, you okay. were talking, you were about shitting in the toilet. Oh, no, no, on one special where he has Aussie sitting on the toilet there. Oh, the, the intro in. thing? Yeah. That was oh, yeah, like, please be offended, yeah. How did that come about? Where did that all come from? 
I asked. I just asked Sharon. I'm like, do you think Ozzy would do this? I said, I want to shoot Ozzy introducing me. It's a one-page script. Always keep it a one-page script because then people will do it. Nobody minds when you hand them one page. Right. If it's a three- or four-page script, and uh, I said he can hold the script you know, behind a magazine or something, and she's like, well, he's away until April back then. And I'm like, okay, we shot that like before the special. And uh, I'm like, what can we do? And she's like, come to our house. So I just went to their house. <laughs> oh, is that was Ozzy Shitter? Uh, that was Ozzy's toilet. That was oh, my God. Uh, dude, that just trumped it up a little bit. Yeah. It was amazing. I walk in, and I see Ozzy in the kitchen getting his eye makeup and looking over the script. And we talk for a minute. And then I go in. I give him his time to get ready. He comes in. We do the script. I ask him if he minds dropping his pants to his underwear. And I forget that it's Ozzy Osbourne. Right. He, goes, oh, he just drops him fucking naked <laughs> to the toilet. And then afterwards, we're done shooting. It takes like 40 minutes. Sharon comes in. She's like, why don't you take Jim downstairs? and let him hear some of the new album. This was 2012. Wow. So the Sabbath, Sabbath was working on 13, so Ozzy took me into the basement and played God is Dead and, and, and End of the Beginning nice. uh, for me before. It's really amazing to hear new Sabbath with Ozzy. Like that's, that's, you know, very rarely in life do you get chances like that. That's fucking remarkable. That and you yeah, had... Um, and uh, let us not forget when you had uh, Omar from The Wire... Who had you bent over the bed naked with titties on your back? Yeah, that was a fun one too. Don't and he licked my head. He goes, Do you mind that I did that? He improv that. Michael K. Wave just licked my head. I'm like, no, it was great, dude. And he slapped me on the ass. None of that was in the script, but he really snuck in a couple of good ones. <laughs> and fucking Kenny. Like, I, I, I got to jump. Dude. I got to jump. I got other press to do. And I got. I'm about to push my pants. I'm sitting in the office at work. And I have another phoner to do. I'm supposed to do at 11.15, and I'm already late oh, for it. Oh, go, go, Jimmy, go. Dude, absolutely, go piss. I don't want you to piss your pants. We're not into that weird shit. Thank <laughs> you for being you on the You guys are a fun radio. show, man. You guys are a very fun show. Dude, you anytime you want to come back on, Jim, you have an open door. Trust me, dude. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you, man. Ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate it, and uh, thank you for a fun interview. There you go, Jim Norton, ahead, ladies you. and gentlemen. Thank you, Jimmy. Take care, guys. There you go. Go pee, go pee, go pee. Go ahead. Thanks, brother. Okay, man. That was cool. Man. I just told Jim Norton to go pee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking great day we're having here on the show. That was cool, yeah. Well, that's all I have for this category episode of the Big Names Special. But don't worry. There are still more big names who have hung with the ham to play in the future. Right now going to leave you with a classic bit from the archives that very soon will be available for you to play anytime on the demand a ham service launching in the new year. Um, Free for All Friday, uh, something that came across our desks, uh, something that we found that was incredibly funny, uh, we've been watching it, uh, I think Billy has not watched it fully yet, so it's always funny to get Billy's reaction to things, uh, is... <laughs> That's why I don't go to the meetings, otherwise we would have this bit. Uh, it's because of that that we do need to play this, uh, it's called Retarded Sex Ed, uh, maybe, many of you probably have heard this, if you haven't. Uh, you sit back and put your happy, happy, fun face on because this is going to be something in which you're going to laugh. This is made in 1973, if I'm correct. Yes, I believe. Uh, yeah, we, had, we we looked Bill it up. just looked it up. 1973. Uh, this is uh, what they. It's like a kind of instructional video for retards. For retards. For retards to uh, teach them sex ed and and shows for in a, like a documentary style how. They, uh, these people at this institute, uh, wherever the fuck it is, because of course we didn't do that much research, we only know it's from 1973, uh, how they go about teaching retards sex ed. 
Because, you know, you got to teach retards. You gotta, you, you, we don't want them procreating. We want them to know what the hell, you know, what that little dingle thing hanging from their legs is. Or that, you know, it, it's worse that there are slits in this world that uh, claim not to be retarded. So if you have a retarded slit and the retarded slit goes out there and bangs another retard, and then those retards get together and they go... And they bang. We got retard babies. And we don't want retard babies. Not necessarily. Uh, the chances are two negatives equaling out a positive are very slim. They're very slim, Barry Boy. Yeah, but it's just like same principle of a midget. So uh, if two midgets get together, there's a they, better chance. Is they, there might, a, they might not have a midget kid. It's all genetic. Right? Oh, great. Here we go with that genetic crap where things skip a generation and cause yeah. this and that and the other thing. I, I didn't go to ninth grade <laughs> science class either because this shit was boring. Ladies <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and gentlemen, the, Billy Nicktakes. I only had to go through it twice. I, I learned a little here and there. <laughs> All right. All right. So what we have is we have uh, footage of this documentary. <clears throat> this is Retard Sex at 1973. Uh, Barry Boy, if you will be so kind as to play this. Uh, let's uh, just join the voyage together. Retard sex ed. Hammer deal. Sex education should also involve instructing them how to recognize and avoid sexual exploitation. Well, that's true. Trainables are particularly... Train oh, trainables? 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 Well, it was before political correctness, so, you know. But they called the retards. Why are they just called fucking retards? Because they, they were trainables. Because you could teach them something, so they weren't... Totally mentally retarded where they were. Uh, what are they, uh, puppies? Shot. <laughs> retarded puppies. They got, they got training um, wheels on them? Uh, yeah, do they fucking put wee-wee pants out for these kids, though? Probably do. <laughs> but when, they take, when they take a shit on the floor, do they rub their nose in it? There you go. As they should. Fucking having too many chromosomes, motherfucker. The early Texas. 70s. Lots of good drugs. True. Thus, you know. Trainables? Yeah, sure. That sounds good. Yeah, we'll go with that. Well, back to the trainable. Characteristics of trust, lack of judgment, and desire for affection. And don't eat moles. These individuals must be trained and exposed to well-supervised social situations in order to relate to both sexes. Want to go to sock hop? <laughs> Pink sock hop. Pink sock hop. Sweet. Oh, uh, this next one is right after that. Right, so that's the intro. That's to the this. intro. This one is they're describing another word for penis. Well, I say Danny. <laughs> Good. I say Billy. Well, penis. Say penis. 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 Louder. Penis. Give me another word for penis. Prick. Prick. Alimony check. Peter. Cock. The retards are beating me. Rod. They're going quicker than me. Rod, Rod, Rod. Rod, Rod. Dick. 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 Prick. 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 That rhymes. Meat. What? Meat? Ding dong. Ding dong? Did they say meat? Who says meat? Wand. Wand. 70s. This is fucking Harry Potter. Who calls that dick a wand? They're even the bitches laughing. Wiener. Wiener, Billy. Talking about and using sexual terminology is difficult for many people. Because of the guilt and embarrassment from our heritage. What do you mean? Okay. Frick. Frick. Peter. Pop. This is all the shit I call hamster. Dick. Meat. Ding dong. Wand. Wiener. Tool. Joint. Billy. Oh my god. What? Somebody was calling your name. 
<laughs> they call it, who calls their dick a joint, first off? Can I bring joint. that up? Bill, you're the oldest person Do in the room. Do you smoke it? And, and I'm like, oh, well, wow. that was the idea back then. You know, hey, I got a joint for you. But in, but in 1973, they called their dick joints? Who called it? Who, I don't know. Who calls their dick a joint? I don't know, but you want to see them explaining your dick getting hard? Yes, hard? Of course I do. Okie dokie, play it. I found some pictures that might uh, that might help explain that might turn you on. what happens. This is the male penis here. Oh, right. Okay. Mm. Now, now, now wait, pause, pause. To this this is just way. a dude and a no, and a retard, right? Right. Sitting on a couch together. Sitting on the couch. All right. So, a dude, retard, sitting on the couch together, and he's showing them what would, by today's standards, be fucking pornography. Yes. And he's and he's and, he, and now he's showing them just like this is the dick. This yeah. is your joint. Yes. All right. Let's go back to the retards. This is your wand. This is your wand. It's soft at this time. It gets hard. It does get hard. Yeah. Now, you had asked me how it gets hard, right? How it does get hard. Well, there's a picture of the male penis. This is the same same man with the penis getting hard. Every man's penis can get hard at certain times. Do you ever... Yeah, but that guy gets, fucking gets hard in a fucking you know, Arabian bathhouse. Ever have that happen to you? Once in a while. Yeah, do you ever wonder about it? Yeah, I wonder about it. Yeah. I wonder what about it. happens after it gets hard? Uh, I go to sleep at night. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> I go to sleep at night. What do you say? It pops up. It pops up. It pops up. <laughs> it's like a pop tart. And then I put my mouth on it because I'm hung like a mule. <laughs> Fix up it. Go in the car, then it goes down. Very good. You know, inside the male penis, there are a lot of little blood it. vessels in there, inside, and these kind of swell up, and that's how it gets hard. And it's a very normal... It swells up like mommy's eye when daddy found out I was a retard. <laughs> Every boy goes through that. Every boy goes through that. You realize that? Yeah. Okay. All right. As long as you know that. As long as you know that, they fuck stick. Ugh. Oh, man. You're like a fucking coat hanger with fucking cells. Horrible. Ugh. I, why do we... They gotta know these things, Ed. They, they gotta know. Are they having a lot of sex? Are the retards really having that much sex? You never know, man. They could be freaks, I bet you. <laughs> Billy would know. Billy would know. He's uh, having a lot of sex with retards. Uh, oh, he's got some really wacky good. neighbors. You never know. You never know. All right, here's them. <laughs> right, what, what's, what's the next clip They're, on this? They're uh, talking about the difference between a man and a woman. Oh, okay. A brain. The other things that make a man and a woman different. Money. Okay. Now, what about up here? That's her brain. Are they the same? Not as a man. No. Okay. Nancy, do you know what a woman has? A big fat mouth. What are these called? Money makers. Do you know a word? Does it, do you know a word for those? Maracas. Any word? Anybody? A breath. 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 Okay. Like Do you know chicken. any other words for those? Tits. Tits. Okay. Tits. Right. Nice. Good job, Retard. They're called tits. Very nice. Do they get a door prize for getting right? They get, a, they get fucking the touch bone. one. They get to touch the teacher's tits. Oh, this is actually... Notice that she's not doing a diagram. It was just a naked dude and a, and a, and a herself naked, and the guy just comes over and goes, Tits! Honk, honk. <laughs> uh, this one's actually really fucking funny, Ed. What is this one? This one was the uh, mom catches the retard jerking off in bed. <laughs> but you got you, you got you got to hear the audio on the way. I love the way Barry Boy sets this up. This is the retard, and he's jacking off, 
And his mom walks in. Just, just listen to it away. Just listen to the mother. All right, good. All right, so now he's in bed. He's no, doing he's the deed. All right, so he's jacking it. He's jacking it. Jacking off, Billy. He's jacking off. It's under the covers, you see him. Oh, excuse me, Ricky. Busted. Ricky, I did see what you were doing. It felt good, didn't it? Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, that's a little child molested it, walking in a retard. He's racking. That felt good, That felt good, it? Jimmy. Or is it Ricky? Ricky, what? Ricky. And this is coming from Barry over here. Yeah, Barry. child molested. Fuck Shut up, stupid. Hey, <laughs> hey, Ricky. Hey, Ricky. It's Barry Love. Wait, wait, wait. It gets better. It's fucking can get it's better than right. this. We all have feelings like this sometimes. Ugh. I'm just glad you're doing this in the privacy of your own room. Instead of at the dinner when table like your father. Elder, we'll have to talk more about these feelings and what causes them and how we can control these feelings. Imagine, wait, imagine the retards looking at a picture of his mom. <laughs> That's how he's jerking off. And she's like, we'll oh. talk about it later, Ricky. <laughs> You're taking the kid's body sitting there going, shut up, bitch. I'm in the middle of something. Yeah, I'm jerking off. It's the only normal thing Ricky. my fucking body can do. Mom just gave me blue balls. I got the fuck <laughs> out of here. Mom just cock-blocked myself. Uh, I'm sorry I intruded on your privacy. I'll be sure to knock next time. You see how polite she is? I mean, come on, retard or not, your mother catches you jacking off. You think she's going to be, I'm sorry I invaded your privacy. I'll knock next time. Ricky, put down the retarded cock. Put down your retarded cock. No, stop, no, stop jerking it. Stop it! Stop don't it! Point that at me! Stop! Oh, now you just shot retarded goo on my fucking chair carpet! Oh. You asshole! I should have poked you in the head with the fucking metal hanger like I was told to! Retard! Okay? This manner of response frees the child of guilt. And How the, whoa, whoa, whoa! How the fuck does it free you of guilt? Your mom just caught you whacking the bag! How does that free you of guilt? You're jerking because she off, said, and your mom walked in. Wait a minute. It's natural, and you it's you're supposed to do that. Plus, she'll knock next time, so we can stop. Yeah, excuse me, Jimmy, 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 are you jacking up, Rick, Ricky? His name is Ricky. Sorry, Get it right. sorry, he's retarded. It doesn't matter. Hey, hey, shit for brains. He's are you attention. jerking off? What the fuck One. does that? It opens communication between parent and child. And introduces the concept of responsibility for his behavior. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's, it's not real. Dude, if your mom caught you whacking off, Barry Boy, your mom walks in, catches you jerking the gherkin in the middle of your room with your giant Danaconda. You know, probably take your two hands. And you got a giant Danaconda going. And she catches you jerking off. Is she going to be that fucking nice to you? Oh, no. That's what I was saying before. Were you retarded or not? She's going to be like, what the hell are you doing? But you think she's doing it just because the kid's retarded and he doesn't know better? Or do you think she, this is the way? Maybe that's what it is. She sounds fucking zooted. <clears throat> that mother sounds I gone. I it felt good, didn't it? Didn't well, it? It the 70s. I'm sure she was shooting something into them veins. <laughs> Here's the one explaining what a wet dream is. <laughs> oh, great. Plate <laughs> As a first step in understanding reproduction, we need to prepare trainables for the emotional and physical changes in their bodies. Hey, retard! Children need this information before they reach puberty. That's right. Adolescents and adults who have never had this training 
need this knowledge as a foundation. Hey, Frank. Hey, Frank. How come you haven't gotten up yet? Frank some beans. Oh, what, uh, when did that happen? When you started jerking me over before the director said action. (laughs) Or did it just happen now? You know? No, because I'm retarded. Maybe it was a wet dream. You know what a wet dream is? No, it's that the music gets higher. Well, you know, how old are you now? You must be about... uh, They veer off. See, I I knew it. I knew it. They fucking totally fucking faded out because the retard screwed up his lines. And he was like, you jerked me off before we did this. Uh, If you watch that clip, the guy sits down in the bed with the kid. It's it's like he's like leaning over on him and like rubbing them kind of like he's trying it that that was a little creepy to me no wait wait till we get to the last one i have one more and then the last one i'll, I'll show you creepy right, wait should we have two you're gonna show me creepy back no, gonna, yeah, two more sweet. left the fucking we bow to the king of creepy two more left motherfucker mm. all right this one um oh, they talk about the, uh three holes a female has yeah two of which should be closed at all times sandy we're going to talk again about the parts of your body. Sandy, okay. we're going to talk again about the fucking holes that you have in your fucking head. Number one, you are a fucking dumb, retarded slit. Girl has three holes between her legs. Three. Three, Billy. Sandy? Three. Okay, now let's look at this picture. Okay. Okay? Yeah. You see that? Mm-hmm. This hole here... Is the hole where you make a BM. A poopy! It's called your rectum. Mm, Rectum, damn near killed him. Uranus. Here is the hole from which you pee. Mm. And you go to the bathroom or urinate. Yes, what else would you use it for? Well, that's just used to urinate. Making money in fucking Tijuana? Mm. No, that's another hole, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that hole, you dumb bitch. To show that the lesson is being understood, and then a few. You got that? And was the lesson understood? Because you have to show that the lesson's you know understood. Yeah. So is somebody gonna fuck the retard? Or a week later, review the exercise to check on the progress. All right. So let's review. Okay. Yeah. Let's review. All right, so far we've learned that there's like 47 names for your dick, one of which is joint, and the other one was meat and beef. And it's okay for your mom to catch you jacking off. If, as long as you're a retard. Because she'll knock next time. And poor Ricky you know, needs his privacy because it felt good, didn't it, Ricky? It felt good. It really did. Didn't it? You f- look at me. Didn't. And then also we learned that retards have wet dreams. We learned that from the other guy, the guy that was definitely molesting that child before he decided to shoot his retard goo all over the bed. And the retards learned that they women had tits and breasts. Tits and breasts. breasts. Vagina. 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 Hey, do you think a retard could get a pink sock? I'm sure they can. I'm sure they enjoy it. All right, this one is kind of creepy. Look at everybody getting right back on the fucking <laughs> horse. Uh, this is, a, they're talking about avoiding the exploitation of sex. What do you so, mean? Don't become a victim. Don't yes. become a victim? All right. Sex education should also involve instructing them how to recognize and avoid sexual exploitation. Trainables are particularly vulnerable because... Now in this, right, you can't see the video, but 
they're in the bathroom and they're standing at the urinals. The retard standing at the urinal and the guy peeing in the next urinal yeah. is like is Billy is is fondling him and rubbing his back and stroking him. Yeah. And then, then finally, is he a senator? <laughs> he tapped no, his foot. He wasn't tapping feet. I, I tapped. I have a very wide stance. He wasn't in the stall. Because of common characteristics of trust, lack of judgment, and desire for affection, these individuals must be trained and exposed to well-supervised social situations in order to relate to both sexes. So wait, wait, are they saying that they don't want gay retards? No, they want. They don't say. want the kid being a. Any of them to become a victim, like somebody just preys on them, you know, like how you, when you go out on Friday they, nights and yeah. you're looking for chicks, like yeah, that's later, the best one. Be saying there. the retards are, are vulnerable, and there's people like Billy who would go out there, not and, me, you know, prey on them. Well, I'm good without that. I, I would, I that. would you fuck a retard? That's a good question. No. That's Wait, a good Q and A of the day, right? I mean, now. if she is she hot like a retard, does she look good? I don't know. Did you say she's hot like a retard? No, I said it, is she hot? Uh, all right. Then, I mean, she's looking pretty good. Why the hell not? All right, so what if she definitely, she has a body like, um, who do you like? Who do, who the fuck is your, your go-to girl in the Spank Bank? Who's who's your go-to girl? I was liking, um, who did I have up there the first time out? Anna Paquin over there? That okay. True Blood scene. All right, so, all right, she looks like Anna Paquin, body-wise. Right. But she's got a face like uh, fucking uh, Corky from Life Goes On. Same hair as uh, fucking. I might doesn't have the uh, fucking you know bowl haircut. Might need some like LSD or a lot of drinks. So that's pretty much a no. You, you, you're trying to be funny, but you're not being funny. You, you, you would not fuck. It'll be, it'll be a, a, a coin toss. All right. What so you'd I- go and you'd like do all kinds of evil things that talk. You know, lure this child in. Well, not child. Not but child. We're talking about a consenting adult. They're not very consenting, apparently, they're, they're which is why they train them. They're trainables. They're trainables. Would you fuck so, a trainable? Would you? I don't see. That's the thing. I don't know if I wouldn't. I'm fucking that's a, a, de- a coin flip. Dude, no. I'm a fucking deviant, though. I would fuck a jelly donut if you told me, though. I don't fucking have a problem with it. And yet we, we let him go to meetings for us. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the fuck. Well, that's your fault. I'm that's the representing. At the meetings, he's eating all the free donuts and drinking coffee. I'm the fucking representation of the show, so that's why you need to show up the fucking meetings. I just don't understand, to me, what the fucking big deal would be. Because if she's got a, the fucking, the vag works. That's what I'm saying. The vag fucking she's works. she's looking pretty good. Yeah. You know, why not? But that's my point. Would you, all right, fine. All right, where do you draw the line, though? Billy, you said no? Nah, I wouldn't. I all right, just... so what if, what if the chick, what if the chick wants to give you a handy? No. All right, what if the chick wants to blow you? Nope. No mouth plowing, no, no. handy. No, no nothing. Nope. Now, do you feel, is it because you feel like you're taking advantage? Of the retard, or I, do you think... No, it just wouldn't work. What if it's a high-functioning retard? I mean, I was really aware of what's going on. Nah. No? Nah. What about, like, a Stephen Hawkins one? Nah. Like, when they're all, like, a fucking... What do they call that, Barry Boy? You got the medical shit. What's the, the butterfly you were saying? Oh, when they're all, like, contracted. Yeah, yeah contracted. Like, most of them are neck breathers, so you'll probably have to plow their neck. Nice. <laughs> I'm just, I'm Explain just asking. Explain that to me. How, what the, no, Wait, what's uh, the boundary line? Where, where do you draw the line? What if you find a girl that you don't know is retarded? Like you, like she doesn't have a thing and drool 
and just the you know she's not retarded, but she's, she's not a, a little burden. She's slow. not a burden on her family. Yeah, she's just slow. she's just slow. In other words, she made it out into general population. She got enough air that you know that she it worked. Nah, uh, would you still bang it? You nah. wouldn't bang it. Nah. See, I'd say I I fuck it. I'd fuck it. Yeah, but this come from a guy that it volunteered for a jelly donut. Oh, I'm just saying I would do it. I don't think that there. I don't think that there has to be some form of a uh, scrutiny or a label put upon me. But I feel like I would do. I would fuck a retard. I don't see why the hell not. If the retard is willing and she's legal of age and has a big sloping forehead that I can put a beer on, I don't see what the problem is. Do you? Yeah, you'd find a way to spill the beer. I love how I love how we're uh, I love how you like none of you guys are like looking at each other when you're fucking working. What are you looking up now? What are you looking up? Because obviously this is because this is very distracting. I'm watching this. I'm not looking up. I'm anything. watching this. They're all off mic and they're like this over here. No, I had obviously to you're looking up some up kind something. of. Are you trying to pull up fucking retard porn or something? No, I was just trying to find the hot retard. No, but there's a thought. That is there, back it, to that, it, it, uh, is that is that fucking? Do you think that that fetish actually exists? Like, like someone look it up there. You got, we got a couple minutes before we got to get out of here. I want to doubt it. I want to end the show with retard porn. It is Friday. It is free for all Friday, and I want to end the show with retard porn. God damn it. Someone find it. Look it up. Yeah, I can't. I'm working on it. Find me some retards banging. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to see before we get the hell out of here. Besides that, I couldn't have sex with a... 10 year old mind anyway yeah but see that's but that's just you're you're going on purely emotion no i'm just going you're on going on that basics. you would feel with it let me play shrink for a minute you're going on purely emotion thinking that you would be hurting said no. child like emotionally you're not hurting her physically no you that's you're talking about somebody that's mentally not capable of making a major decision like that it just what it's not going to work for me. Hey, Billy, what is that thing between your legs? It's mine. Now go away. No, I want to put my mouth on it. Well, you need help. And then I want to sing the theme song to uh, Life Goes On. <laughs> oh, bloody, oh, bloody, life goes on. Dun, 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 life goes on. You are good at that. If you want some fun, say the oh, bloody, what the fuck? You went, I, I, I can't believe if put in the situation, you couldn't have feelings for a nice retard. No, I'm good. What you did never you know, find? Bill. You never know. You can't just come out and say because you never know. I think I think if put in a situation, Billy might do it. Nope. I think I, no. you can say no all you want. I think it's my personal opinion. I think that Billy, if put in the position, might have sex with a retard. No. I think Barry Boy would do it normally. I don't think that Barry Boy has to be put in a position. I think he'd do it. I know I would do it. I, I would say I would po- there's a good possibility I would do it. First and foremost, I am I am a fucking sex addict. There are. Yeah, you know, Dr. Dead proved that a l- long time ago. I like to have sex all the time. I jerk off at least four times a day. So it has to be that I wouldn't mind having sex with Rita. I've never been put in a position. As long as she's not fucking like... Yeah, like, but I'm saying like yeah. a, a slower person. A that's slower a, person. That's a high functioning. Dude, I had sex with my ex-girlfriend. Barry really knows that she's fucking slow. Somewhat. 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 <laughs> what do you mean somewhat? I don't know. 
He was like little Ricky over there. Dang! Here's a cookie. Felt good, little Ricky, didn't it? All right. We got to get out of here. We've been we've done another train wreck of a fucking show. It's uh, Ham Radio right here. Uh, go to... We'll see you next week to learn more about Ham Radio and who's going to be on the show. HamRadioShow.com. It's Uncle Letty. Leave the gun. Take the cannolis. I'm out, bitch. Last words. Thank you. Demand the ham. Why? Because we can.